this is very interesting what you're saying that you can kind of predict when a video is going to be a banger yes with some semblance of success on one extreme you have like the haters that are like you're a piece of shit i'm like i can't do anything with that yeah and then on the other <laughs> on the other end of the spectrum okay noted don't be <laughs> yeah, don't, don't be, be me i was she was a creator Slip doing to a DMs. I, I literally slipped <laughs> i was i was that guy like i stayed the night at like my, my girlfriend's house came back and I, I woke up in the morning and i was just like my oven's on that's why I would make fun of you. I'd just be like, this is, you're being foolish right now. You're being racist right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just anti-chopstick. Yeah. yeah. Or is that going to mess up your vitamin water sponsorship? Uh, put it on, put, put it back there just in no. case. They, they got to sponsor us if they want the front desk. Yeah. You're in the back, in the back for now. Um, that used to be my theory on wearing logos. Just yeah. even in, if it in had videos? Like, no, just just in life. I'm oh, saying like as a middle schooler, I was like, I'm, if I'm gonna wear Adidas shirt, they better pay me. It's, <laughs> like, it's like not because I'm a big deal, but just like why am I advertising any company that right. prints a logo on a shirt? So I was very like, if my mom bought me shirts, I was like, I need it. I'm not gonna wear. Were this. you were you raised with you know um, being told like nothing in life is free, like you gotta work for everything. Oh, I was just raised being like, you don't get anything from us. So I guess that's yeah. like nothing in life is free. Yeah. I didn't get right. no, okay. an allowance. In one way or another, whether it was directly told to you or yeah. just through Yeah, through it was, that was never the phrase, but it was definitely, <laughs> yeah. you have to work for anything. Right. No allowance. It was like, there was only one chore that got us paid and that was mowing the lawn. Oh, and really? So yeah. me and my two brothers would yeah. fight for it to be like, oh, I can get five bucks oh, if I'm the one that so mows the lawn this week and they'd be like hey dude I really want to save up for this so like can I mow the lawn and then sometimes it would be like Whoa. it's my turn to mow the lawn but I'll let you mow it yeah. for four dollars right. if you give me one dollar yeah and so <laughs> that was like our like business because it would be like I'm saving up for that or I can't do it this weekend but I'm going to give you my slot of lawn mowing dude I feel like there's a whole thesis you could write like a thesis paper you could write on like kid economics you know I, I see where how I live now and like the financial lessons that I know about life now, I definitely learned right. as a kid trying to do chores, yeah. negotiating with my brothers. Yeah. Like that's fascinating actually. Cause I, I'm an only child. Mm -hmm. So I was just, you know, I had to do the, the lawn and I can't remember. I don't think it was ever like a allotted allowance that I got. I yeah. think it was just like, this is your duty. Like you live here under this roof. We feed you, we take care of you. And, and I wish I had a, a sibling in that case because then it would be the opposite fight that you had, which would be like, no, you're doing it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that was that was every other chore. Okay, yeah. I think my parents, I have to talk to them about it, actually. The reason that they made lawn mowing different to be like, right. you actually have a, a way to make money. Because right. otherwise, we just don't have money and you don't learn how to spend it. You don't learn how to yeah. save it. You have no goals. They're just like, right. we'll buy you everything. Exactly. And then you never learn about money. You never misspend your money. I would exactly. save up like a hundred bucks, buy something and be like, yeah. why did I buy? I think it was like a Dell digital jukebox. I was going to say, what do you buy as a kid? A, ju oh, a it jukebox. Was, it was when the iPod was just coming out. Okay. And okay. so I oh, was so then like, you were a little slightly older then. you weren't like a kid kid when the first iPod. Yeah. Came yeah, out? yeah. No, that was, okay. but that was still from growing up. Gotcha. Till when I graduated high school, the only thing yeah. I could get paid for was mowing lawns right. within my family. And then, we ended up mowing the lawns for the neighborhood. So like that would give us more money. Yeah. But I remember saving up and I got the Dell digital jukebox because I couldn't afford the, the iPod. iPod shuffle. Right. I and still I, can't afford an iPod shuffle. <laughs> and so I was like, I was like, okay, I'll get the Dell digital jukebox. I got it. And like immediately, like 
two weeks after I was like, I should have just waited another month of earning yeah. to get the good product because it was right. just so clunky. It had like a weird <laughs> yeah. button scroller yeah, on you it. Learned the, the it just wasn't the quality. right size. All of my friends, right. like, even if I pulled it out to like listen to it at school, it yeah. was like, why do you have that weird thing? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. it's the same as a shuffle. You can still, yeah, exactly. it does the same thing. It was just like, no, right. like save up, get the good one. Well, it's like you tell your friends like, oh, it would have been nice if my parents bought it for me too. Yeah. You know, like I had to work for this shit. Yeah. But I, then the real world asshole. It was like, I put in all that work and then got something I didn't even want. <laughs> but you learn, that's that, a good life but lesson. But that's a though. life lesson. And exactly. I look at that now and go exactly. like, hey, should I, you know, yeah. buy the blender or the vacuum you know these right. lame adult purchases right but knowing save up get the dyson yeah <laughs> don't get some crappy vacuum 100%. that doesn't work exactly that you have to replace otherwise you're gonna and then get... you end up getting the dyson anyway otherwise you're gonna get 12 shark vacuums yeah that's gonna cost more than the one dyson yeah. eventually you you learn those lessons early with yeah tiny little purchases right Sponsored by Dyson. Sponsored by Dyson. That's our next sponsor. But by the way, I should probably introduce you to everyone listening. We already started, by the way. In case. Go for it. Um, this is Trig. This is my buddy Trig. Actually, Aaron, who was on earlier, on an earlier episode, he introduced us. We're kind of a mutual yeah. friend. Um, and uh, thanks for being on, for, for starters. Happy to be here. One of the many reasons I wanted to have you on was to just sort of talk about what you've been up to lately. Um, your, I guess, your, your thing right now is... Um, is like food content, right? It's like cooking. It's like cooking on social media. Yeah. It's like social media. You have a very interesting history with filming, with film. Um, you worked in the film industry, which we'll talk to, we'll talk about in a sec. But could you explain to people listening and watching what it is that you do with uh, your food social media account? Sure. So it all came as bringing together my hobby and interest, which is just cooking and food, and then my profession, which was filmmaking. So Aaron and I were camera assistants out here doing TV, film, et cetera. And uh, with both a strike and just time in between jobs and the realizing that kind of the TV film grind is a serious grind. Like, <laughs> it's all-encompassing. Well, the content creator grind is not. It's You just control it. So I can just say Flexible. like, I can just say, Flexible. yeah, I'm taking off for party, but because of that, I'm going to still, I'm going to work 20 hours tomorrow. Like right. I can work 20 hours it, tomorrow It's a grind because I have the day off right? rather than someone just saying, no, you actually need to come in Friday night. You're on and call. And I'm like, oh, but I had a show. I bought this ticket. Yeah. So, so flexibility was a huge appeal, a huge draw for yes. you. Yeah. It still is. And I think that, I mean, my hope at least because I'm still on the earlier phases of it. Like it's not a full-time job as far as what it financially brings me, but it is full-time in how long it takes to, or how much time I'm devoting to it every week. Which um, is how much roughly? Roughly at this point, probably like 50, 60 hours. Yeah. I'm keeping it decently capped just because I know that I don't want to set a precedent and a click that's unsustainable. Yeah. Cause, and that's just maturity from, experience and other things in my life to say like hey don't like i forget where i even first heard it but the idea of like be careful what you succeed in because whatever you succeed at doing you're going to be asked to do that exact same thing yeah so whether or not it's oh i succeeded because i was like making a fool out of myself i think there was a what is it the uh like i mean it's his name but it's like the pussy whisperer someone on instagram <laughs> this like this guy, he like, Out of my radar. he made a name for himself. I think that was his name. 
or it was until he got like canceled and had to change it or something. But he, I saw him on a social media documentary. He became famous doing champagne uh, money shots in like clubs. So he would just like take champagne, okay, uh, like blast it in the face of all these like girls who were at the club, yeah, and then had a photographer, someone who would take pictures. And so he was a professional photographer, just right. professional, right? Then he orchestrated these events where he would just like pop champagne and then it would just be like all the foam all on people's faces take a shot okay and so it was just photos but he became famous for those photos and right. so clubs started inviting him to the clubs yeah so he would just come and they'd be like oh my gosh we've got this guy the he's like, like the club version of steve aoki like just throws cakes at people and yeah in the crowd like, like throwing cakes but then you realize he was like in this documentary he's sitting there and he's after like five venues back to back he's flying around the world he's going to like germany to do Insane. this just and but like every single time it's like everyone else that's their one night of the year where they're like we went so hard it was yeah. epic and right. he's just like sitting there like on his back porch at like his mom's house in kentucky or Couldn't something be bothered. being like yeah i'm exhausted <laughs> yeah, this right i can't do this anymore but yeah it's all i have it right. is how i make money it is what right. makes my life continue to yeah. be functional right i just have to keep going to parties yeah. with everyone who's just like on drugs crazy doing right it's like living yep. up this high and he's like i just want to slow down but i can't it's honestly i think a symptom of well social media and just how how like viral like the viral nature of things now that going viral overnight could just turn you into a millionaire for a lot of these people and it doesn't necessarily mean that that's what you want to do for the rest of your life it yeah. doesn't mean that this is even a viable career path but so many young people too like especially get caught up into this uh, this this obsession with success, and they they go, oh, it's like a drug, right? Something goes viral, you're like I got to keep hitting this button. Yeah, but eventually that gets exhausting, and you're like, this isn't what I wanted. I you, I hate this, but it's the only path that you now see forward, and you kind of become a prisoner of your own your own demise, you know, like yeah. of your of yourself. It's I mean, it's super tempting because people are paying you and loving you for building this jail. Yeah. And, and you're, you're getting and money. You're, you're just the one inside of it. But like, if you don't realize like what you're doing is building yourself, what could be a home or what could be a jail. It depends if you want to be there or not, but you're the one building it. Right. And like, so I guess I, I'll talk about like my virality as I've come, because I have had success in yeah. making food content and shorts. Yeah. Like the first video that really like popped off was a, it was just like a carbonara video but it was you know smoothly edited and clever because i come from a film background right because there's t hundreds of carbonara recipes out there i was just like oh let me ha take my hand on it it's a dish that i do well i yep. like italian food yeah and uh it kind of like popped off and that sent me a message where i actually got a little worried about it because i was like oh one <laughs> that video took a lot of work <laughs> yeah you're like damn it i was Too like i was like i was like so i can't simple. do one of those every week sure um and so and i know that just the way that these algorithms work it was already like i need to i need to capitalize off of this and get the right. next video out and like yeah. i need to do something similar so like what if i just do a different pasta dish or was it the structure of that video that really clicked is it because it was italian food you want to find out what it was that made it viral did you figure it out and duplicate it I, I think I did figure it out and it's refreshing because it was just me doing something I wanted to do. Yeah. Cause I tried, I forced it for like four or five videos after that. Right. And had to genuinely lose hope again and go, it was a one-time thing. I sure. don't know the recipe to success. I missed it. Like it's something in there. I don't know. Yeah. 
I'm just going to make a video that I want to make that's fun. Right. Which is the best possible outcome yeah. that, that could have happened. Because then when that one kind of blew up again, I was like, I was like, oh, cool. I can now continue doing, I'll take, I'll take the lesson from that being like, make videos you want to make and make them when you want to make them. Right. And say, if I just operate off of those two, like those two tent poles and say, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to make videos when I want to make them. And I'm going to make the videos that I want to make. If I get success, great. I'm succeeding doing something I want to do in the way I want to do it. Right. And if I fail, then I can analyze, mm, do I want to kind of sell out? Do I want to play to the algorithm? Do sure. I want to, you know, make a stupid joke? Do I want to do a stupid hook or like a, you know, clickbait or the clickbait sure. equivalent for scroll bait? Right. It's like, or some those, kind of like hacky, you know, those things. Trope. Yeah. Just like, hey, I saw this viral recipe or like, you know, the people who like look exactly. up in the corner and they're like, yeah, let's make it. Like, honestly, like, it, I think it's it's so like I've heard people say with industries, um, you know, like food or like cooking. It's like, oh, it's, it has such wide appeal. It's universal. It must be so easy to get into. But that's what everyone thinks. So there's so many. There's a huge saturation in that in that arena of just content creators that are doing food it's insane which makes it incredibly difficult to stand out yeah in this sea of copycats because there's so much unoriginality and i think that's one of the many things about your content that's catapulted you into this early success mm -hmm. is um when i watch your videos and someone goes to your profile whether they realize it or not it just kind of oozes creativity in so many different areas like there's the creativity of the dishes or the information that you're sharing, right? Mm -hmm. um, like you did like the, re very recently, the the pumpkin, pumpkin cheesecake where you made cheesecake in a pumpkin. That was today, First yeah. of all, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm <laughs> very, very current. I'm, very I'm, I'm hip on the wow, current wow. events. Thanks like, for watching. So like I have never seen that before. I've seen cheesecake done a million ways, never yeah. in a pumpkin. So like shit like that on top of your film background where it's not just a bunch of jump cuts that like someone like me would do if I was trying to emulate popular food content yeah it's it's really well done cinematography plus editing that only someone with a background like yours could uh, could have and appreciate but i would say that the average person doesn't really they don't really understand what they're seeing like how how comp how complicated or how much effort put into like some of the shots that you do but they kind of just know it subconsciously like this is different yeah. This, this looks different than what I'm used to. And they don't really understand why. It's like if I see, you know, a Scorsese film or something like that, like I don't have a, a film background at all, but I could tell somehow deep in my mind, like this looks different and better than the average, you know, shitty movie or whatever. Yeah. So I think there's, there's, and plus like you just have a good personality. You show your face on, on camera, which a lot of creators don't. By a lot design. of creators either don't have any, uh, you know, narration whatsoever let alone show their face. And I think that creates a more personal connection with mm -hmm. your viewers, um, which is huge on social media because I was thinking about it and I was like, so I met my girlfriend on Instagram mm -hmm. and the reason the way that came about was um, I was, she was a creator Slipping doing to her DMs. I, I literally <laughs> slipped. I was, I was that guy. Um, but I, I kept seeing her videos pop up in my feed, just, you know, randomly through the, the algorithm. Yeah. And they, she did comedy videos at the time and you know, her face was in or whatever. And I, I just, I would just swipe away. I would laugh because I thought they were really funny and mm -hmm. I'd swipe away. And then for like the next two or three weeks, she would just pop up regularly. And 
eventually I was like, you know what, as a, as a small creator at one point in my life, it always meant a lot to me when larger creators mm -hmm. would reach out and say, Hey, like, I see what you're doing. Good job. Keep it up. Like yeah. this is, you're on the right track. And so I, I just reached out to her and, and we started a conversation that way. It's just, Hey, your videos are really funny, but I would have never, that would have never happened unless I kept seeing her face repeated. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and kept that recognition it's, was, it's a watermark. was a foundation. Exactly. Like you exactly. can't, I mean, she watermarks her content because she does a lot of hands yes. over stuff. And I right. think that's super smart because people are ripping me off and my face is on the content. And I'm like, how shameless are you? Right. What? Like, right. Also know. kind of, a, also a good sign though. Yeah. I mean, it's a flattery part is, of success. You know, yeah. What is, what is it called? Imitation haters, flattery. Haters were a benchmark. <laughs> mm -hmm. I was very happy to get my first haters that came very early on. Oh, let's talk about that really quick. Sure. What have, what have those negative comments been like? Because I, I've, oh. you know, I know a bunch of other early creators and they're like, dude, I'm starting to get these, these hate messages. Like, I don't know if I should keep doing this. I'm like, this is a sign that you're on the right track. The fact that because when you first start, everyone's supportive of a small channel. And when you yeah. get big and someone sees millions of people just like to hate on large entities. If you if you have some semblance of success, something that they don't have, you're you're a larger target. So I have, what kind of negative what kind of shit? What, there's there's usually some commonality with the negative comments. I'm sure there's a similarity between the negative comments you'll get as a tech channel versus a food channel. Sure. But I think there's also differences because food is so undeniably subjective yeah it's like well so is tech in a lot of ways when you, in, in a lot of ways you like be, you it, would be shocked it could but just yes. be like oh like like why didn't you forgot to screw that down it's but, gonna but no it's problem. like it's like brand brand loyalty like there's fanboys amd nvidia intel oh, what case yeah. you're gonna go with like it's okay but, but go ahead i don't i don't think there's like what thermal paste there's, application there's not, you use i would say there's not even really like i mean to say almost anything objective yeah. about food it's For like sure. when you try to establish something objective it yeah. just becomes something that like a chef somewhere gets a michelin star for making subjective right. right it's just like oh you can't do that it's like well someone's going to and yeah. and i try to do that with a lot of recipes as well yep and that gets me in trouble obviously right but it's so personal to so many people that if you make i'll make the same recipe and like comment back to back one will be like you can't do it this way it's like that's you cooked it too long clearly sure. and then like the next sure. comment will be like you're such an idiot you didn't cook it enough it needs to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly and i was exactly. like and i was like literally right. you can't win in these, that sense in a way it's great because they these comments just sort of cancel each other out they cancel themselves out we're just like all right yeah i i try no to pleasing anyone i try to and i mean at least when i was like under when i was sub like a hundred thousand followers or like anything sub like a million views on a video, I would really try to read every comment and respond to every comment because yeah. I think if someone's leaving a comment, it's kind of like they want it to be heard or read by at least someone. Sure. And so at least liking it is like, hey, I saw this. Yeah. And for me, I've got pretty, I've got decently thick skin. I've got two brothers. We make fun of each other all the time. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't really get like hurt, offended by things, but I would, I found it easier to deal with negative comments by replying to them mm -hmm. not getting in a fight with someone because that's not going to get anywhere sure but i would genuinely just be like thanks for letting me know <laughs> and the funniest thing happens where it's a passive 99 percent of the time yeah. when you respond to a very rude comment right. being like just another fuck idiot on youtube they turn into a puppy dog like they <laughs> instantly yeah. they just go sorry man i actually really like the video it's exactly. pretty creative yes, and i was like 100 and then i'll respond i'll be like why didn't you say that and he was like i don't know i just watched a lot of videos and thought that like and it's like i'm sorry yeah and i was like there was no thought to it yeah like one guy just like he commented again 
and it's like always guys. Like, of course. We're the worst. It is. And, uh, but like he even commented, he was like, sorry, I don't, I didn't, I don't even know why I said that. I like, right. I just, I just like replying random things. And I was like, why not reply a random nice thing? Exactly. Like it was like four sentences of like mean beating someone down. Like he was right. seriously like offended. Right. And I was like, Hey, sorry, man. I didn't mean yeah. to. I think I, I don't, and that's such a, I mean, that could be a whole episode and a whole other, you know, um, debate or whatever. It's like, why, why do people just feel inclined naturally to post something negative over something positive? Yeah. Just in general, is it because the, the, they feel like this semblance of safety behind a keyboard where it's like, oh, I can get away with this, right? I, As, I can get away with nice things in person, but you can't get, always get away with saying negative things in person. You might get punched in the face. Yeah. I mean, you know, or is it just because their their lives are shitty or like they're, they're going, everyone's kind of going through something. It's like this, the, the societal pressure of everyday life. And it's just like, they need an outlet. They're projecting. I think a lot of the times is what it could be. Yeah. Um, but you know, as a creator, you, you often take the brunt of that and you, I think learning how to, to respond is a skill that you develop. Yeah. I'm, I know that I'm not the one they're angry at. Exactly. It's yeah. like, you're, you're mad at, yourself or someone else in your life right. it's like this is just anger that you can't express elsewhere yeah because this is a video i made a video about quiche like, yeah why are you <laughs> it's like Dude. i i clearly didn't wind you up from happy yeah to this angry i'm not the reason for your problems yeah and yeah. the videos i'm making aren't like like i'm not just like hey like Turkish food is shitty. <laughs> yeah, right. like it's like that's not my hook. At the very end, you're like, uh, and that's how you make a cheesecake. Vote for Trump. Like, there's yeah, nothing. There's there's nothing. It's incendiary. so innocuous. I'm not I'm not trying to like rile people up. Like, right. And so so when they do, I'm like, you were riled up. You were you got got on your phone to calm down. Right. And this and you decided to vent at me because I came up on your feed. Yeah. And it's like. And like the amount of people, if I ever cook a pork re recipe, like the amount of people who are just like, I don't eat pork. Yeah. And even that for me, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, good, then I was like, then don't comment on pork recipes or you're going to keep getting suggested them. <laughs> I was like, the algorithm just knows you're commenting on this video. Exactly. Yeah. I was you clearly like, watched it. You commented. You yeah. engaged with it. I was like, swipe away. That's the, that's the tool you have when you experience negativity, unless you want to like express and hurt someone or do do that which is like that's coming from you right. coming into the video it's not something my video is creating within you true now i could see how at first you started replying to like all these negative comments and you were very responsive is it getting harder because now a lot of your videos are getting millions of views uh are, do you see yourself just continuing to interact with everyone in the comments or at some point you kind of just have to let it go or like what's your i try to for right now my kind of rule is 24 hours i at least read every comment and reply to it and that's pretty easy to monitor most apps have a mechanism to kind of look at the new ones or look at yeah. the unre unreplied to sure uh so i can keep up with it right just because for me that's the best way to see what is resonating about a video and a lot sure. of times my video ideas come from those first 24 hours where right. I'll post a video and people will be like, yeah, but what about this? Yeah, right. And then if you get 10 of those questions, yep. I just go, oh, that's a video. Yeah, exactly. And so I'll make that video to answer it. And on TikTok, I think they have it where you can like link to the question, to a comment, you can link it for the next video. Right. I haven't really used that mechanism yet, Sure. but I still do like taking that in mind when I make the next video or when I just make a list of videos, I just go, Oh, like yeah. every, like I did a, how to cut an onion video and everyone's just like, yeah, but how do you stop crying? Right. How do you stop from crying? How do you stop from crying? I was like, right. 
I was like, there's lots of videos about it, but if enough people are asking the question, it means that those people don't have that answer. So maybe they want to see it the way that I represent ideas. Exactly. Those are the best comments is yeah. there's on one extreme, you have like the haters that are like, you're a piece of shit. I'm like, I can't do anything with that. Yeah. And then on the other, <laughs> on the other end of the spectrum. Okay. Noted. Don't be, <laughs> yeah, don't, don't be, be me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. You're stuck with that. Um, and on the other side of the spectrum, you've got, you know, this was great. It's like, okay, well the thumbs up, all the likes tell me that you liked it. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's, it's the, maybe the suggestions or even the constructive criticism in, in the, in between those two sides that, that kind of help guide you. When sometimes you're like, I, I, I just, I, I don't know where to go from here. Yeah. You know, or what about this worked? Why is this bombing or why is this doing great? Well, that was kind of the takeaway from my initial viral video that I tried to like du duplicate. I was looking more at the video. Right. And I think what I learned then from that was like by looking at the comments and looking at the comments of other videos, what resonated with people was my tone yeah, I think you even said something to me early on when I was going in down the YouTube route for longer form mm -hmm. was like, you need to inject as much of yourself as possible into the content because that's the only thing that is guaranteed to be unique. Exactly. Like yeah. Gordon yeah. Ramsay made a beef Wellington video. Right. If I make a beef Wellington recipe, like if I try to make his video, he's going to have done it better because it's already done. Right. He's Gordon Ramsay yeah. and he did it or like he did it first and yeah. he's Gordon Ramsay. So it's going to be better to watch his video than mine. Yeah. But if there's something about me that is unique, which isn't always personality, like it's like, that's the easiest one that's Hey, just introduce your personality. Like that might sell or that might appeal to people, but it might be your skills. It yes. might be, are, are you coming from a science background? Talk about the science of beef Wellington. Exactly. Are you coming from a historical background? Talk yep. about the history of beef Wellington. That's right. Are you coming from, a marketing background, try to market it, like package it as if beef Wellington were like an Apple product. Like, right. play can your you strengths. shoot it that way? So like play to your whatever you have, bring that in and that will make the product unique. That will make the video unique. And that's what actually could, it's not that it will. Some right. people, yeah, you don't have skills that resonate with people or you don't have a personality that resonates sure. with people. Try a different career other than content creation. Yeah, exactly. But if you do, that's the only thing that could resonate with people is your uniqueness and your skills yep. because it needs to vibrate at a different frequency in order to resonate with people and fill up the space, fill up the void because there's just too much. There's so much out there, food and everything. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think you nailed it. Um, I, you can just tell when watching your videos, like I've seen, again, I've seen so many food videos, but it's just a, you can't really ever pinpoint, you can't really pinpoint why your videos work so well and why they do so well. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a range. It's a combination of so many things that you've somehow leveraged. Like they're all, they're all part of your strengths. They're all your strengths that you kind of herded together yeah. to make, to, to make this happen. And it's very like, you can just like, t the way I know that you're leveraging all your strengths with your content is because you can watch it. When, when I watch enough of your videos, I think if, if a random viewer watches enough, they can infer certain things about you as a person. I hope but, not. But, but okay, <laughs> nothing, a, nothing incriminating. Level, nothing no, incriminating. I'm saying, you have to be on a podcast a level, like this in order for that yeah, to happen. That's a level of vulnerability that you don't expect, but I think you're right. Just in the artistic sense. And I think, I think someone who I don't even, I don't even know who they are, but they've commented on, you know, 20 videos because you see oh this person's commented they keep commenting i think like i made a video and then they said something about how it was made being like this a certain thing about me and it was kind of like 
you have no business knowing that. I don't know you. You don't know me. You've only known me through my videos. And yet, like, unless they seriously stalked me and like, Wait, what did he say? He, he, he said that you have no business knowing something? No, 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 no. For me, that was my reaction. Oh, oh, oh right, right. What did they he were say like, about you? I think I what think he... it was a female commenter. Oh, just from like, all I know is like, they have like their little name, their handle. <laughs> you never know these And names. a little photo. And yeah. I was just like, oh, okay. But it was something it's about like. a 300-pound guy. Yeah, it could have been. It's the internet. <laughs> and uh, it was something about how like the way my mind works with mathematics and uh, like science and hypothesis and testing and things right. like that because I come from in college I was pre-med I did organic chemistry biology oh, I didn't like, know that. yeah I did all the science hard hard sciences yeah and then shifted into language and philosophy pretty much my senior year because wow. I was just like I don't want to go to I don't want to go to med school guaranteed yeah I want to travel I want to do that so leaving with some kind of softer skill and language skills allows me to do that better. Right. And so I kind of shifted, but I went through all of the hard science classes. Yeah. And that's fundamentally formed the way that I approach problems, the way that I approach everything, the way that I approach creativity. When I'm a cinematographer on a movie or reading a script, I go through it logically and say like this, 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 therefore this. Yeah. Like I, I put the whole thing out as an equation more or less when I'm talking to directors or actors sure. even. So like I interpret creativity through a very scientific and mathematic and I, I think I think that is a perfect storm for a solo content creator because you kind of have to be yeah. mathematical and technical in so many ways, but create creative at yeah. the same time. And you're doing everything on your own right now, right? You're you're a one yeah, man I'm show. Yeah, I'm hundred percent. You're a hundred percent one man show, and it's like I think what's great about that also is that it creates this. It, you're able to realize a singular vision. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's obviously great things about like, I mean, you know, better than me working in film when people can get together and create a team um, and really make something, develop something as a team. But sometimes that, that vision of like one person can get lost in that when other people have a part in it. And it's like, this is all you, but you actually have the capabilities to make it all work together in a way that is, you know, um, is very enjoyable to watch. Yeah. Um, Thank you. So one of the things for me as a content creator is like, I've been doing this for a long time and mm -hmm. it's like, sometimes it gets lonely. Like, and, and like other creators that I've known for a long time say yeah. the same thing. It's like, whenever, whenever we go to events like tech conventions, it's always like oh, human interaction, you know? I mean, obviously we have our friends and family, but that's, you know, more few and far between. Has, has that, have you had any effect of that? Like, has that affected you in any way going from such a, a team oriented profession in film to now just being a solo artist, uh, so to speak, like what's that been like for you? For sure. Oh, free therapy here. This is nice. <laughs> I knew going in yeah. that isolation, like, uh, loneliness, those kind of things, like they don't necessarily get me down, but that's in my whole life. That's always been actually where I tend to go if left to my own devices. Cause mm. I'm just like, I just like being alone. I just like doing my own thing. Yeah. Very much introvert in the sense of where I get my energy from. It's like, right. give me my alone time. Yeah. And so I've in my past, even when I'm in a very social and stimulated environment where it's like, there's tons of people and I can talk to and have friends everywhere at work, at home, whatever it may be. I've tended to try to create 
isolated environments for myself. And then I notice only after a few months or so of doing that, I go, this isn't healthy. Why are you right. doing this? You need other people. Yeah. And so it's always been an active thing for myself. Once I realized that, which was pretty much like college age, yeah. I realized you need to have a check mark of be social, right. talk to people. Check in with your fellow man yeah. once in a while. Yeah, or you're just not going to naturally. Even sure. if you're surrounded by people, you as trig are not going to do that. Yeah, and so it's an effort for sure. Yeah, so it was always on the checklist of like, make sure you have social activity. Right. And so going into this, I was like, oh, dude, that's going to be a rabbit hole. For and sure. like, especially if I didn't have a girlfriend, she definitely grounds me mm. as one link that like, <laughs> like she would tell me I'm neglecting social relationships, yeah. i.e. her much yeah. before I realize I am. She kind of keeps you in check. So she's the canary in the coal mine for that. Yep. And then after that, I then have my second canary that tells me like, hey, you're right. neglecting. But it's so easy to, it pushes you to, and I'm desperately trying to, I reach out to a bunch of food creators and just other creators all the time through oh, nice. DM and just say like, hey, let's talk about this. Or like if I see a video that I like, even as a smaller creator, I'm like, hey, I really like what you're doing. Yeah. I think it's really creative. I admire it based on because within the food niche, you know, there's people who I'm just like, I want nothing to do with you. Even yeah. if you have 2 million followers, I'm like, if right. you were like, hey, let's collab, I would be like, we have no overlap. Like right. we both make food. We both make Italian food. Right. But like I could never make a video in your tone. And if you made a video in my tone, hmm. your audience would hate it. And my and my audience slash me would be like, we have to be so fake to do that without, so like, without naming any names. Like what what kind of style of creator would that be? Would that look like? The throwing your food all over the place. Oh, okay. Like, like the like slam food. Yeah. The like the yeah. crazy like even like I mean the ASMR people don't really do that many collaborations, but that's just that's a content that for me I'm like I don't know the place of like ASMR food. Sure. Like sure. as far as like because for me content creations it's about a relationship and right. it's about I like content because there's a value proposition yeah. beyond entertainment. Yeah, I was exactly. like, entertainment, pure entertainment, those are the movies that everyone is like, right. these movies have no soul. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to work on those movies. Yep. I was like, I don't want to make even that food content where it's like, oh, that's super entertaining. Like, that right. guy exactly. ate, ate 60 hot dogs that were covered in cheese and deep fried. <laughs> and like, it's like, yep. okay, wow, yeah. I'm shocked. That's the, amazing. The kind, of, kind of clickbait stuff that, yeah. you know, it's like, it's like a spectacle and it's, it's sort of... Um, sensationalized and uh, can feel a little, I mean, very impersonal, yeah. you know, and just kind of soulless. Like, what do you, like you finish the video and it's like, what did it do for you as an audience member? Like yeah. what did it, what you, you started the video, right? You finished. Are you a different person? Right. Exactly. Like, if you're more entertained, yeah. you could have kind of put any content in there, not right. even food content yeah. and gone on that same journey. Right. But I like it when someone finishes my video to go, when I started that video, I didn't know something. When I finished it, I do know something. That's a big, Even yeah. if it's a creative, crazy recipe, like putting cheesecake in a pumpkin, yes. they just leave going, I didn't know you could cook stuff in a pumpkin. Exactly. It could be something that basic, but as long as there's a, some sort of a, a learning arc to it, um, it's for you. It's like, that's, worthwhile yeah that's, that's worth your time super important and to i me. think and that's that's a huge it's not in every creator that's another sure. huge part of your unique style there is definitely a huge proponent of of learning in your content and i would say that 
maybe possibly stems from like your background of like being in the sciences and math and absolutely um, you know like really getting a high off of learning i also just oh yeah the, like languages and shit well like, it was how many languages do you even know dude you, you four you, have, you know four you're fluent <laughs> in four languages what are they decently um english or is i know four? you told me briefly before it's but, actually four foreign languages um for French, Christ. Mandarin, Chinese, uh, Italian, and then decent German. I've got like tourist German. You know Mandarin, that's right. Yeah, because I lived there for two years. I was a teacher there. And so I would say a lot of the didactic or like the teaching elements of my content come from that phase of my life where I was a teacher and I had to explain what for me was natural English language. I was an English teacher. Yeah. Um, I had to explain English, something so natural and just absolutely... Like, what would it be? Like, instinctual. Sure. To a bunch of people who were learning it as a second language. Mm. And I couldn't just explain mm. to them, no, nah, it just, it doesn't, it feels right to say, like, I ran up my bill. It's right, like, yeah. but like, but why are you running it? No, it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, no, you, Certain you idioms run up, that don't yeah, translate. I couldn't just be like, it just sounds right. Yeah. Like, that's not enough to teach. You need to understand the concepts. So being able to break something down into its base components yeah. and then say, which of these are essential? Right. Let me present those. And that's also something that's forced by the 60 second format is you say, yeah. I can't do an A through Z walkthrough. Right. I need to just go A to C. So like what's A, what's B, and what's yeah. C, that's going to be the 60-second video. Sure. And so identifying those things and then presenting them in a linear way right. is kind of what teaching taught me how to do. So it was both logic and gotcha. chemistry and all of those things helped me like understand cooking. Yeah. But then once I understand it, go, how can I now teach this? Right. And then from the film background, I go, now how can I film it in a way that looks cool? And right. so having those three things, the, the ideal video for me has those three things. Yeah. It has a fundamental understanding that I have that is niche because of my knowledge base. Right. It has a breakdown that is inherently logical and sequenced that, um, that is used to teach someone and take them on a journey from A to C. Yeah. And then it has some kind of type of videography that is elevated. So it's not just someone in front of a blackboard being like, here's the information. Now right. you know it. It's exactly. like people, some people need all three in order to get one of them as right. a takeaway. For sure. And I, I do think that, um, yeah, it's like the, the filming part particularly, because there are a lot of guys in the tech space that are, that also have their, their film heads or whatever they, whatever you call them. And, uh, and they, they do these amazing shots and stuff. And it goes over most people's heads, like the average viewer. Right. And I used to think like, why are they spending all this time, like setting up these shots and getting these really cool, you know, uh, these cool like images when 90% of people don't really appreciate it or understand it. And then I realized mm -hmm. it's, it's not for viewers. It's for them. You know, like you're talking about the people actually doing showy camera stuff, like showy cam, and like like, and like they're, effects they're, and like maybe VFX not like just stuff. not like like special effects, but just like good cinematography. Yeah. Like when I'm shooting a motherboard or something, like I just like pan tilt or whatever. It's like very basic. Yeah. I'll just have like this background. I don't really like set things up as much as some of these guys. It's like they they put it on a nice slider and it's like the lighting is perfect and they spend like you know 25 minutes per shot. You know, and it's like, I realize like that's, that keeps it interesting and fresh for them. You mm -hmm. know, that's, that's something that stimulates them and it's something that they enjoy. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you still have that, that strong passion for film, even though you're kind of taking this new direction? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think there's definitely, there's a point of diminishing returns. And I of learned course. this on set where it's like, if you don't light 
and you just show up at a location and shoot, it's going to look like a student film. It's going right. to look like garbage. Of course. It's not going to look that great. Yeah. If you, you know, for a movie scene, if you light for an hour, it's like, wow, that's going to look nice. They've got a light in their eye. It like looks good. Sure. And then like beyond that, you're like, yeah, it's and people will do it. They'll light games. for three hours. They'll be like, oh, wait, I want to glint on that that <laughs> like, screwdriver behind your head like that. And it's like, it does look better. better, but yeah, it's 2%. It's 1%. Right. It's so minimal right. and no one's recognizing it, but also you're sure. losing something. There's an opportunity cost exactly. for that. So I, you know, I light, I do some camera stuff. I try to set it up in my mind. I have the edit in mind before I start shooting. And that alone helps me set up something cinematic. Yeah. But I know that there's diminishing returns. So I'm not going to be like, would it look better with a backlight? Let me try. I'm just like, right. is it lit? Does it look good? So like, then you, you fall into your groove. But as you were talking about the tech channels, what gets me watching tech and board game channels, because mm-hmm. I'm into board games and I like- Oh, just, really? I didn't yeah. know that. I am too. I yeah. like playing- play some shit. Oh, absolutely. I would love it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, but I watch so many board game channels. Yeah. And I have to turn them off. They're just so poorly- shot and edited <laughs> right yeah that i'm just like there's it's just no, a nerd with the camera yeah there'll yeah. be 45 minutes yep. of it'll it'll be like uh, yep. my top 10 games for the year and i was <laughs> yeah. like this video could be 60 seconds <laughs> right it exactly. could just be this game this game this game i was like yep. but i get it you want the runtime sure clear eight minutes and you get an ad great right. do make an eight minute video but it's it'll also like 45 minutes it's also way easier to make a long format video i think than than something that is if you never cut anything yeah <sighs> yeah yeah, exactly. Like a podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's that's so hence, easy to make a podcast. Dude, I, I got some low-hanging fruit, bro. <laughs> Let me feed it to you. Um, but, I mean, it really is so difficult. Because, like, how many hours would you say on average that you spend on, like, a 60-second reel? Easily 12 minimum. That's, that's insane. And that's cooking. But mine are highly worked. Right. Like, sure. I, like, if there's a side of me that is begrudging, it's not against the food content creators who throw food and go all extravagant yeah. and, and like and kind of just like make it a show sure it's like that's not actually what i'm against i just go hey that's different strokes for different folks they're just sure. making an entertainment show so like mm-hmm. cool it just happens to feature food but it's really not the same content that i make yeah so that's there's no hate there right what i actually hate and like kind of like resent um and this is just coming from me it's just my sure. issue it's the people who like just put like the phone on the counter Mm. film themselves cooking right don't put a don't even put a recipe in the description don't put a recipe on the screen as they're doing it don't say the recipe it'll just be like exactly (laughs) the point is this voyeur you're just watching me cook right and like and there's a weird there's a weird relationship that i think is like a weird what's it called parasocial relationship kind of but like there's not really an ex- expression of personality except through you know your body mannerisms and like the music choice and like all this but in my mind i'm like i i just look at those videos and what makes me resent it is i'm like you cooked right for an hour and a half yeah because that's how long it takes me to cook too i could have done it, that it maybe making cooks, ramen it maybe yeah it maybe takes me 20 minutes longer because i have to reset cameras and right. do that but like that's two hours of my 12 and then it's right. 10 hours of editing and yeah. and writing the recipe, testing the recipe yeah. because I know that if I have to write a recipe down and give it to someone, it better work. Exactly. Or I'm responsible for someone else going like, 
dude, like this was this sucks. so bad. It was all wet. Exactly. I'm like, oh yeah, sorry. I knew it was like you had to cook it for an hour to right. an hour and a half, but like I didn't right. keep track of the time or I didn't test it in my oven. You have accountability. So I yeah. do. And so when people are like, I just cooked something, right. I just showed you the finished product. There's no recipe. I was like that, you know, there's a relationship to that. But in my mind, it's just so lazy in the sense of, yeah. they'll, and those people put out four videos a week. Sure. So the algorithm loves them. They're going for qu quantity over quality. Absolutely. And that's 90% of food creators, I feel like, because it's easy. I think because people are like, oh, wow, yeah. the food content does well. I'm just going to like make yeah. my skillet, like yeah. make an egg. Those are the people who saw it. They go, that's most they creators. go anyone can do it. Set up a phone. Yeah. Get a ring light. Right. And now you're a food content creator. Like that's kind of what I resent because you know those people they can get millions of followers and right. they're fully working their life yeah. and i think they have a, a business acumen to them that benefits them like they're not just right. like i'm not like these people don't deserve anything i'm just saying that's what gets me is i'm like i'm putting in 12 hours of work right for a video that is my video of the week because i have to put in that much time for it and then other people are just like oh yeah i just filmed myself cooking didn't even write down the recipe posted it and maybe it gets 20,000 views and mine gets a million views. Yeah. So proportionally, it's like, oh, great. You're being rewarded for your work. Right. But I'm still like, but why are people trying to like run the race beside me right. and not putting in any effort? Like you, you just, as in anything in life, you resent people not putting in effort. Yeah, exactly. And like, and then still taking the stage with you. You're just like, you yeah. know, like let's all try together. Like put, put right. in some effort, try, write a recipe, just write the recipe down and yeah. you're now sharing yeah. with with people it's it's hard to blame the creators though that like put in minimal effort and somehow they blow up you know because it's like it's yeah. almost like positive reinforcement where it's just like okay well if i'm getting rewarded for this lazy behavior and somehow it's popping off then what's really motivating me to put in more thought more effort more time it's like i'm still making good money you know or whatever i think the question is like how sustainable is that and the question i think the answer is not very yeah. I think at some point that's going to run out because there's going to be somebody who just does that a little better and then someone who does a little bit be a little bit better than them. And eventually they're all going to fade out. But the people who are really original and making unique content, those are the ones that are most sustainable, I feel like, in the long yeah. run. If you're, if, you're, if you're trying to make it into a career and not just a flash in the pan, pun intended, hey. um, it's wild. No, I think that you had a very good point. It's about sustainability. Like, is it sustainable? But in my mind, it's also like, there are careers as I had with film. If I was working on like a commercial or even a TV show that yeah. I was just like, people would be like, oh, you're on that TV show. I'll check it out. And I'll be like, don't, it's not good. <laughs> yeah, it's not right. a good show. It's yeah. not well written. It's yeah. chewed up food. Everybody's, you've already seen yeah. the same thing. I'm not going to say it. People can check my IMDb and see what <laughs> show I might've been talking about, but it's like, I'm just like, this is not a good show. And so I would put in 10 months of my life on that show and just look back and go, like when my head hits the pillow at night, I'm like, I'm not proud of what I'm putting my effort into. Right. I'm getting paid for it, right. getting paid well for it. I'm working with my friends. I like all those things. Yeah. But you do go back down, go with your head down on the pillow and go, I do wish I, I supported what I was doing. Yeah. And I do think that those creators, I can't speak for them, but I just know that I can't speak for myself. If I was doing that, I would have a serious problem at the end of the day. Right. A day where I'm successful, a day yeah. where I got a $5,000 brand deal, yeah. a day where I got flown to a premiere or an event or something, I would go, 
I don't deserve to be here. I'm right. not putting in the effort. Yeah. I'm I'm mailing it in. Yeah. I'm not providing value. It doesn't and really help. So it's help just not the, sustainable uh, for my soul more than anything else. Yeah. But then as a career as well, I think it also is a viable thing where you go, if someone else comes along, like you're going to get forgotten as quickly as you flashed up. Right. It's like, because you don't have anything essential that you've now brought and That's tied right. your audience to. It's like the... Um, What's that Japanese word? Ikigari? Yeah, 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 yeah. Or it's like all these overlapping. It's like something that you enjoy doing, something that the people you're doing it for enjoy, something that's like it's bringing purpose to the world. Yeah, purpose and to giving the world, you fulfillment. Yeah. It's like all these overlapping and, things. And financial because it's also financial, like practical. It's, yeah. it's, like, it's like there's a million circles. It's like this giant complex Venn diagram. Yeah. And it's like right in the middle is your Ikigari. And it seems like yeah. that's such a huge proponent. You know, it's like, do you feel fulfilled with what you're doing? Oh, switching gears slightly here. Sure. Um, still talking about food and stuff and what you do. How's monetization been like? Because you said like, okay, financial is like a reality as well. Like how, like this needs to pay the bills at the end of the day. Yeah. How, how's monetization been for like a short creator? Because I, that's one area that I don't really know Thank too much goodness about. goodness for YouTube. Yeah. The only platform, okay, my as far as I'm concerned, thing. that yeah. values creative content. Yeah. Like it's, it's literally like, Hey, do you value it? And it's like, like Instagram and TikTok they have their monetization mechanisms, like gifts and stickers and all those things. Like, unless you're gaming the system, being the weirdo, like "Mm, ice cream, (laughs) (laughs) like in the NPC. Yeah. That's it. If you're playing that game, then you can use it to monetize. If I make a video and say, Hey, if you like my content, leave a sticker. And I'm like, that's, there's, there's. The value to me saying that sentence on a video, if you like my content, buy me a sticker. If you like a content, subscribe to my Patreon. Me saying that, that sentence only values, only gives value to me. Mm. Like at this point in time, I'm so focused on providing value front to back in every single video without fluff because it's 60 seconds you yeah you have to also have it not be fluff and i think that's what's led to so much growth for me right is i don't slip in like and subscribe yeah. because it's like you know how to like a video yeah exactly. i'm not teaching i'm not reminding you or anything like you would like it if you like it right. you would subscribe if you want to subscribe right i'm going to let you do that but then to go above and beyond and say if you want to pay me this is how you do it. Buy me a sticker. Do all that. I've, yeah. Like that's the Instagram and TikTok methods of monetization. Yeah. And they have their creative funds, creator funds. I've got videos that are over 10 million multiple videos. They've gotten me zero cents. Like you can just look at it and that's it's just like, insane. it's just like how many, how many, and it's not, that's you have so to, insane. and it's YouTube has the threshold. And if you hit it, you can monetize. And then every view you get long or short after that, right. you can monetize. And it's a hard threshold to meet. But once you do, you're a monetized creator. Right. And, you know, I'll get... And you hit that recently. Yeah, I get... Now Congrats, like, by the way. That's thank huge. You. It was... Oh, my gosh. That's, that's so huge. I was fighting for that. Like, that was a huge just goal on the board. Yeah. But after that, you know, I get like nine bucks for every thousand views. Yeah. Or no, I get nine cents. Sorry. For every thousand views on shorts. And so it's like I get nine bucks for every hundred... Nine cents? Yeah. I get nine dollars for every hundred thousand views so it's like but for me i'm like that's just huge not in the financial sense but just in the sense of i go i now somebody values what i make and it's youtube youtube values what i make yep tiktok and instagram don't really they're providing a platform where i can then convert value through brand deals right and through uh 
subscribers and stickers and these other things. Yeah. But I don't have interest in converting my subscribers for money or my followers for money in that sense. I much more would rather say, hey, there are advertisers. You're already making money off of my content. Yeah. And I've had people like, and I'll call them out because I don't support the practice, but I've had like BuzzFeed reach out to me and say, hey, can we feature your recipes? Do this, this, and that. Well, Watermark you, we'll tag you and all of this. And I was like, I assume you're monetizing yeah. off of my content, yeah. aren't you? And they're like, yeah, no, this is what we do for this program. But like, we'll be giving you exposure, this, this, and that. And I was like, if you're monetizing, you need to give me a cut. Exactly. I was like, and if you said we'll give you $5, I would go, great. You've now just agreed my content has value. Right. All I need you to do is acknowledge that my content has value. Exactly. And you're acknowledging it for yourself by saying, if we get his content, right. we can then get value from it because yeah. we monetize it. Yeah, and the, and their argument is always like, "Well, we'll give you exposure." It's like, how much conversion do you think there really is? For someone see like someone sees a BuzzFeed article and they zero. see like your your video embedded on their home. The I, can, I can tell you, and they like go to your go to your conversion. channel and then go to fucking yeah. YouTube. It doesn't happen. It no, doesn't I can tell happen. you, there's zero, zero conversion. Zero, 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 yeah, zero. Because I've people who have not monetized. If they reach out to me, like if they're not like a BuzzFeed, for example, yeah. just a smaller content creator who's like, "Hey, I like." I like assembling food videos and posting them on my channel and I'll go to their channel and it's very respectful to the creators. It puts it in the top line. They're not trying to like do all this stuff. You can tell that they're not really monetizing. It's more of a passion channel. Yeah. I'll be like, but even if they have 500,000 followers, a million followers, I know that like, Oh, you're just trying to bring together good content and, right. and package it for people to watch. I've tallied that. And you can look at it and you can see on your like follower graph, you're yeah. like, okay, I'm getting a bunch of followers when I post the video and then they post the same video a week later and sure. I'll be like, cause I'll tell them, I'll be like, yeah, you can post it, but don't post it while my video is still getting views. Sure. Post it next Tuesday. They post it on Tuesday, Flatline. zero blip. Flatline. Yeah. And it's like, and they'll even get, you know, a hundred thousand views on the video. And I was like, if I got a hundred thousand views on, views on a video, I would bump up you know, something a few, observable, a few hundred, maybe a thousand or so subscribers of course, of course. from that. Yeah. And it's zero yeah. effect. And so it's just like, there is no conversion. Exactly. It's just a theory that you can pitch people the same way in, and like, and I've been in the Hollywood yeah. circle for long enough to know that like exposure is meaningless. They <laughs> yeah. say, come work on our film. Oh, we've got a, we've got a, do our short film. We got a feature that we really want to shoot. We'll bring you right. on. It's like, no, you won't. You'll hire someone for the feature. Yep. You're not going to bring me on. I'm the free guy. Right. So as uh, you set the value for yourself. And uh, so monetization has been something important that I'm pursuing the whole time. But as far as platform appreciating the creativity, only YouTube. And as far as people being willing to pay me, I have a handful of followers who are just subscribers or through, I do Ko-Fi coffee, just yeah. like buy me a coffee. Yeah. Um, Cause that's a bit more like a, well structured for me than Patreon, but it's the effectively the same. What's it called? It's called Ko-Fi. I don't. Know. I don't think I know that. It's like supposed. It, it's, it's like supposed it's to like look like coffee because the idea is like buy me a coffee. Oh, uh, gotcha. Um, but it's like Patreon and the subscriber monthly okay. or donate size side of things. But um, do you give them like? Do you incentivize them for? I anything? pay a monthly fee in order to have my all my donations be a hundred percent unfeed. Gotcha. Otherwise, it's like with Patreon, you know, which Patreon's a great platform that's done super great things for creators everywhere. They but the they're so built out for like you can do a Discord and you can integrate all this stuff yeah. and you can integrate a merch merch store that like if you don't need all of that, right? You're paying for it or your subscribers are paying for it because they end up taking you know whatever yeah. a percentage of your donations. Right. Exactly. Whereas Ko-Fi is very minimal. If people subscribe to you at this point for me, 
I get 100%. If someone gives yeah. me $5 a month, I get $5 a month. And all I have to do is give Ko-Fi, I think it's like $6 a month. And okay. so all of my subscriptions easily yeah. get, it pays for itself. But I'm just supporting the platform saying, hey, thank you for being a place where people can give me money right. unfeed. So my thank you to them is coming out of my pocket kind of yeah. indirectly. Yeah. But um, the... Uh, I mean, it's good. It's a good alternative until you start your OnlyFans. Yeah. OnlyPans. Let's get going. Only pants. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so big question. But besides that, it's just brand deals are the only third thing. That... And then are brand deals easy, difficult to get at this point with where you're at? Um, I mean, at I this was... point, you, you have to have some people reaching out. I, I think it's always a question of like, what's the quality of these brands? It's, what is it? Woody Allen is like, I don't want to be a member of any club Anyone that would have, have me, me as a member. <laughs> yeah. It's like the people who are reaching <laughs> out are people who I'm like, I have, I do not want to support you. Yeah. You are a drop shipped yeah. BS right. item that anyone who buys it will be unhappy with. Right. I'm not like going to. Timu's hitting you up. And yeah. Shit. <laughs> not Timu, but similar product. You're just like, I'm just like, I'm just not interested. Right. And then, there, and then there's a whole slew of people who hit you up and be like, we want to give you free stuff and use it. And I was like, you're just now giving me an obligation exactly. of a video. And like, it's a $13 product. Right. I was like, $13 for a feature is like, if you were paying me. It'd also be great if I could like pay my mortgage with a pan, but I yeah, can't. Like, no. give me money. Or even, even <laughs> if I resold it at full value, it would still I'm be still getting $13 for posting something. Right. So you know, I just turn those down and say like, Hey, yeah. no thanks. Or I, I reach out and say, do you have a marketing budget? I would love to make a dedicated video. Yeah. Here are my rates. But out of curiosity, are there any, like, there has to be like, we're in LA, there has to be like events, conventions that for like where creators like you could go and like talk to other brands and be like, here's my business card. This is what I do. And just network. I know like networking kind of sucks. Yeah. Whatever. It's like kind of a schmoozy and stuff, but I mean, it is a thing and it is kind of a way like have you considered like getting involved in that way and like hey like let's let's meet some brands like let's show them yeah what that's I do. my that's my big 2024 plan okay um, i think that the big threshold i wanted to hit to start pitching myself is 200,000 followers which i just passed maybe a congrats couple man weeks that's ago. absolutely huge on one platform because people always do like the total the grand total yeah, and, sure. and then you like go to one platform and i'm like oh now you're underwhelmed <laughs> sure uh so that's huge though dude. that's yeah huge. by just passing that on instagram i've been like okay i can now i now have a viable number i can go to agents managers companies with and say start pitching me yeah because for me the every single brand deal i've gotten has been from me reaching out to the brand yeah so it's not just me dealing with the brand it's all been started by me so like of course i've worked with a wine company and it's a wine company i already had familiarity with as a consumer and yeah. liked and so i go hey can i use your wines because I had an idea for yeah. a video. Yeah. So I always go, I go to them pitching a specific video saying, I have this video for you. Like I went to an egg company and I was like, I want to do a breakdown on pasture raised eggs. Yeah. And what's the difference? What's the difference between cage free, pa free range, pasture raised? I was like, I have this breakdown video. I still have that script. That script is going to get 10 million views. Yeah. But I'm like waiting for an egg company to pay me to make it. Did because, it get 10 million? No, it's going to. Oh, it's going I to. I just like, yeah. like there, there are bangers you know are bangers. Right. And I'm just like, I'm not going to make it. I'm going to wait for someone to pay me to make it. That's Because it's that big of a video. I don't need, I have other bangers that are 10 million views that I'm not going to get anywhere. I've got two Panda Express recipes that I keep howling on Panda Express to How say, do you, okay, this is, pay this, me to make these recipes or just is, collaborate with this me. This is very interesting what you're saying. 
that you can kind of predict when a video is going to be a banger. Yes. With some semblance of success. I mean, this is not tooting my own horn. It's just like some surprise you, obviously. Yeah. But there are others where you just go, oh, this is this is a good one. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, okay, but have there been ones that... How often does that happen versus ones you think are going to perform well and they don't? Um, What's your... Would you say 50-50? Because even if it's 50-50, that's insane. I, I don't think it's... 50, I think it's higher than 50-50. I think it's... I think there are certain videos that I go, hey, this one's for me. Yeah. And I've, and I've been surprised when those pop off. Sure. But I would say most of my videos, I go, this one's for me. I hope people like it. Right. And I'm surprised when those pop off. There's only a few videos where, like, if you talked to me beforehand, I would go, no, this one's going to. Like, I'm, I would bet on this one. Yeah. And so, like, I think you make every video going, if it goes viral, I'm not going to be like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe people liked it. Because it's like, I right. only make videos that I want people to like. Sure. So I'm not surprised if they like it. I'm like, oh, that's the idea. That's the intent. Yeah. But there are certain videos where, like, I would tell my girlfriend, like, like, like this. Get ready. Like my, my, my biggest <laughs> Brace video, yourself, My babe. biggest video that was, it's now like close to, it's like past like 13 million or something. I The, the pump, the creme brulee? Pumpkin creme brulee. Dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. I told Dude. my girlfriend beforehand. It's insane. I was just like, oh, like when I had the idea for the recipe, I was like, oh, this is going to be good. And that recipe, that video I turned around in like two days because I was like, I need to get this out before Halloween. Damn. And we had like parties and stuff, but I was just like, hey, I need to, I need this video out before Halloween. Right. Because this is the timing, it's gonna pop off. And sure like, enough, within what, like a few days it got to that? Yeah, I mean, it was- 13 that was, million. That was huge. Unreal, bro. Um, so but, so at, here's my question. Have you, at this point, have you kind of figured out a, a formula to what makes one of your videos pop off, go viral? Yeah, yeah, I think it's that three structure that I- Yeah. If I have a video that has all three. And there are some right. ideas inherently right. that are like, this is not going to be entertaining. Yep. It's going to be inform inform informative and it's going to be like didactic. Sure. But like it's not going to be entertaining. And Got I'm like, it. but I still want to make that video cuz I know that my audience is people who are trying to cook. Sure. They're trying to actually use sure. the recipes and the knowledge in the kitchen. Interesting. And so I'll be like that video is still worth it to make. I haven't seen this video out there in the world. Sure. I think the world needs this video. I'm going to make it. That's my Tuesday video. Interesting. Your your whole like it's a trifecta, right? Like yeah. it's it's like you're you're dealing with triangles, right? There's these three metrics that you have to hit. Yeah. That you figured out. And ideally you want the triangle to be equilateral, right? Yeah. The equal strengths of all three. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily mean that an isosceles triangle is not worth doing. Because that just means that there's one area where it's, it could really excel. Even if yeah. the other two or maybe one is, is a little shorter. I would say one that I was like shocked popped off was it was just a beef stock video and that one <laughs> oh yeah i saw that yeah, one yeah that one i just knew yeah, i yeah. go i go yeah it's a basic chef skill people right. need to know how to make it and then i wanted to make that video specifically because i had three recipes after that that took quality beef stock stock as an ingredient so i was like oh if i make this video then when i make the three really good videos mm -hmm. I'm actually going to be able to cite this one and people sure. can go back and watch it because I want my channel to be like much more series focused because yeah. I think that that's the future of both Instagram, TikTok and YouTube is, right. oh, I watch this creator and it's not short, 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 short yep. in their own universe. It's, oh, I need to go back and watch that. Exactly. Yeah. And you see it a little bit with it's like, almost episodic. You know? Yeah. I saw this, this guy who's building his truck out. 
he's building a truck out into like a camper. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you watch the series. He's like, this is part four of me doing this part right. five. Right. Um, so I wanted to say like, Hey, which is so this rare is to how see you make in, a beef in, stock. Food, in food content. It's so rare to see like episodic content where it's like, you want to go back to that creator. Usually it's just like one off. Yeah. Set it and forget it. You know what I mean? But I think that's one my of like the... plan. That's my plan to actually like become viable in the genre yeah. is by taking shorts and saying, can you make shorts seriously episodic where someone sure. goes, Oh, Trig has another video. I better watch it or I'm going to not know how to make the next thing. Right. Instead of just creating like a catalog of of content, you're sort of making like a network of content where like everything's kind of like these all of these individual things, these pieces of content fit together and, yeah. and they kind of connect with each other. But going back really quick to the the beef broth video, I think one of like I think I have a feeling like one of the reasons why it popped off so hard was just in the first 3 seconds. That's what I was going to say. Is when is when you, you you have it you know held up like this and people are thinking oh it's like beef broth it's like a bunch of liquid and you drop it yeah and everyone's expecting it to fall out and spill and it's solid it's gelatinous yeah and I think by that time everyone's already hooked and well they're that just, was they're already I was already invested by those those first three seconds and I think that's so yeah. huge because have you ever seen I talked about this with some other guest on a previous episode have you ever seen like a a Gen Z person scrolling through TikTok. People, They're like this. Everyone says they watch the first. Everyone half says three seconds. It's not. It's a half a second. <laughs> it's half a second, dude. You have a half it's a second. So crazy, to, dude. To have there be a yeah. purpose to the video. The attention span has gotten so short, yeah. and I feel like you've capitalized on that, and you've done a real good job. I could tell that you're aware that that of how people think, and and how people behave on social media, because every it seems like most of your videos have a really yeah. solid hook. You well, know? that's how I function on social media right. it's like i just look at what hooks me what i like right and then create that in the video that's but, that's that's a that's a quality skill though to have from someone who's in film where it's like no you like you're invested with the whole thing like you bought a ticket you're gonna watch the, the two-hour movie yeah. it doesn't need to be exciting in the first five minutes I was, you know i was just thinking about that watching like a movie in theaters I mean, it wasn't Killers of the Flower Moon, which, you know, <laughs> four hour you, movie. you bought the ticket, you're Dude, there. That was a mission. Yeah. But you, it's just like, just by like starting with opening credits, I was, I was, I was like, I was like, this is so interesting. I wonder like if a TikToker made a movie, would they start it with the hook? <laughs> no, I think I was watching, it was, I was watching the, uh, the, the no start, like the please don't destroy guys from Saturday Night Live. I don't know Do if you I've know seen them? that. No. Do you watch any Saturday Night Live sketches? Not in a very long time. So they're. YouTube sketch comedy people. Okay. Four or five minutes. They became writers on SNL. Okay. They're kind of Nepo babies from like oh, okay. at, older <laughs> Nepo babies. Nepo yeah. babies. Nepo, yeah. From uh other SNL writers, but that's besides the point because they are very funny. Yeah. But uh they made a full feature film and I haven't seen the feature film. I think it's coming out soon. Okay. But uh just the fact that it's like to come from shorts and like make a feature film, it's like you can make funny shorts. I'm like, yeah. I do wonder if they could make Mm, a good a, movie, a, fe a good movie, sure. because they're just different skills, right? And I, there was right. definitely a learning curve where I was like, I feel very confident making a short film or a feature film. Yeah. I know the pacing, I know the structure. It took me five, six months to learn the short structure, but then once right. you do, you go, okay, this is what it needs. Yeah, and you know when a video has all ten boxes checked right. and like the equilateral triangle. Yeah. And then it has like within the triangle, you have the hook. It's like, yeah. is it a good hook? Is it a great hook? And like right. dropping right. beef stock all over the kitchen and it not spilling. I was yep. like, I that was the initial thing for that video where I thought of it and I go, this is the hook. Yeah. And I go, 
then how do I want to do? Do I want it to be a voiceover video or do I want it to be a music video with the instructions and the descriptions? Like you have those choices and go, well, what couples with the hook better? Should it be, should I be making jokes and puns the whole time or should Mm -hmm. it be actually instructive and more informational? Yeah. And so that was a video where I was just like, I'm just going to make it informational, but with a really good hook, Mm -hmm. but it's not like, there's no entertaining shots in that one that are like a cool transition or like, Whoa, dude, how'd you do that? Sure. Um, which a lot of my stuff has that effect. Those like things where it's like, Whoa, I need to rewatch that because he like changed the onion color by like rotating it yep. in his hand. Or when you drop a tomato, like a whole tomato, and then it just instantly cuts into four pieces yeah. when it hits the, the cutting board. My shit like that is editing so cool. background allows me to like do that stuff. But that video I don't think has any flourishes in the editing. Yeah. It's just Very a hook and, and a information. Hook. Yeah. And it popped off, but I wasn't expecting that. But I was just like, "This is a bomb hook." Did you use Did you use a, a trending song for one of those? Because I've noticed that, that you you'll start to you, you start have to use. To. Yeah, it pisses me off. <laughs> I'm curious to hear your opinion on that because I started watching um, more more of the videos. Um, I just kind of like I was watching some of them earlier today, and I was like, "Oh, this is a TikTok song." And I was like, "Oh, this is a TikTok." He started using because at some point you weren't, and yeah. then eventually you're like you switch you're like i'm gonna every now and then i'm gonna use a tiktok song a trending song how 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 significant has that been to your to your like the, the engagement it's it's insane how highly uh how important of a variable the trending song is i hate it because yeah you get sick of them yeah like I'll, like and I notice even too because I, I have to save the save the songs right. when I like hear a good one or like I hear one that's I watch five reels and four of the same song I'm like oh this is a trending song so I save it and I start getting more of those songs and I'm like I save the song off of a video where someone's building their car into a camper yeah I don't want to see a video of someone traveling <laughs> and like and like toasting aperol spritzes in Italy yeah to that song. Right. The song isn't what I care about. Right, exactly. Like, I don't think, and but maybe they know that there's a hijacking in the brain where people stay on an app longer yeah. if the songs are appearing because right. then they're just in a rhythm. It's, familiar. it's It's a Vegas casino where it's just like right. they're pumping oxygen. It's like they just want you on the app. Yeah. People might stay on the app longer if it's only five songs that are cycling. Sure, sure. That might be a thing that they know. I think it's also because but, it's like, the reason why songs start trending is because there have been a select few videos that use that song that have popped off and gone viral that the majority of users have seen already. And so when they come across yeah. another random video that has that song, I think there's this like inherent association that, oh, this must be a decent video worth watching because I just watched that other video that had a bajillion views on it and it was using the same song. You know, yeah. whether you're conscious of it or not, but it's... I think it's very interesting. I think it's subconscious, but I think it's I think it is. prevalent enough for the apps to weight trending audio super highly. Yeah. So if you want True. your video to succeed, you have to use trending audio. Yeah. Well, like you can you can try it otherwise, but it's like, hey, if you want to win a basketball game, you you have a much better chance of winning if Steph Curry's on your team. You're not right. going to win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like much better chances. For sure. And you could win without Steph Curry, but like exactly. if you have an option of just clicking a button and Steph Curry's on right. your team, click the button, Steph Curry's on your team, and, and, and yeah. you're using a trending audio song. And then what really do you have to sacrifice other than your soul? You know? To, to yeah, no, that crea- creatively it kills me. <laughs> creatively. Because when I, the first time I saw it, it was like, I was like, this is so not trig, but I completely understand. Yeah. And uh, and respect him for using it because it's no longer it's no longer like you know being a creator used to be all right I have to think about what I want 
yeah. and what the viewers want. And now it's what I want, what the viewers want, and what the algorithm wants. Yeah. And uh, and some of those overlap, right? Because some of the things that the algorithm likes is because they know that this is what viewers a like. A little bit. Trending audio is a hijacking. Yes. That the yes. algorithm has well recognized put. they can use trending audio to hijack the audience. Yeah. The audience hasn't realized that yet. Yeah. Because I wonder if and how there will be a revolution against that. But my creative twist on trending audio is I slide the track to a different part of it. Like when Makeba was super yeah. popular. Ooh, yeah. Makeba, Makeba, Makeba. Right, right, right. That one. It was a different section I of the slid song. to the beginning of the song, which is just like, wee. Dum, dum, uh, dum. It's just yeah. like a funk beat. It's just like, and like only after like 45 seconds, the first like, wee comes and it's just like echoes and it keeps going with the funk beat. Yeah. I was like, oh, I can do a 45 minute song and it doesn't even get to, Ooh, Makeba, <laughs> yeah, which I also hate playing someone singing over me talking because it's like you just oh yeah i was like that's just too competitive it's too competitive people aren't gonna get the knowledge right and it might be subconscious as well they might be paying attention to the video listening to what i'm saying reading the subtitles exactly but with someone else singing in the background you're just not going to retain it as well right and so for me there's a value to that and so so i'll find a trending audio song i'll slide to the part of the audio that doesn't have voice yet yeah and then i also rip it so like today i posted the pumpkin cheesecake yeah i used a bad bunny song the monaco song <laughs> right, yeah. i slid to the part where he isn't singing so it's just the intro sure and then this is all super nerd in the weeds but i slid to the part where he's not singing it wasn't long enough for the video uh -huh. so on my computer i downloaded the song stripped it duplicated it mm, extended it and they just tacked it on and then i played the audio at volume one and then I cut it in the app to where it only played for three seconds. Uh, but Instagram still tags that as I used the trending audio. Right. Because I used the trending audio. I linked it on the video. Gotcha. But it's at volume one and it only plays for one second. And it's right. synced up to that one second where it actually matches my audio track. Yeah. But I exported the full video with the audio track kind of messed up yeah exactly and like i'll get copyright exactly whatever but, but they're not but paying, still they're not paying the me for it anyway so sure I can, exactly i Man. can take that but yeah you All have to hack it that's my creative slant on trending audio is i have to yeah. i find a different part of the song or i manipulate the song in a certain way or i manipulate the app in a certain way to kind of right. like to not just go oh play the same same exact song that people have listened to for 20 other videos. Yeah, like, exactly. That just drains me creatively. Which I kind of like because I feel like you could, it could also have the adverse effect where if someone clicks on a video and it's the first thing that they hear is that trending audio. I think there's a lot of people that are just very much in tune with like that's, that, that, that's just being used to exploit. It's just been exploited. People call it like, out. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Of, course, of course. Of course people yeah. do. And I'm, and I'm like, and I'm like, you're not... I like, I'll comment back to them. They'll be like, they'll be like, nice recipe, but I'm so sick of this effing song. And I'll like comment back. I'll be like, me too. Yeah. But dude, <laughs> but dude, if I'm getting 30 X the views because of yeah. this, then I'm going to do it. There was a, a, yeah. there was a huge tech creator, Linus Tech Tips. He's one of the biggest. Um, this was a few years ago before like every single YouTube thumbnail you ever saw had a yeah, stupid face the... or a stupid expression. He was one of the first to pioneer in the tech space. Tech guys... The tech dudes were, were slow to catch on to those trends because we're just like nerds and we're like, that's dumb, you know, but we're too cool for that sort of thing. Yeah. He started doing it and everyone just gave him so much hate. <laughs> he eventually had to make a whole video explaining, look at the data. 
This yeah. is when we. This is this is this is our our engagement before we started the the stupid face thumbnails. This is our engagement after. I've got a team of thirty five people that I need to feed. I've got I've got a lot of mouth. I got a family. You think I'm not like I don't? You think I like going up there and just making this dumb face for every fucking video? Yeah. I, I hate it. But when I see the numbers, when I see the data, when I see the algorithms doing what we're being forced to do, really to maintain competition with everybody else and to really grow. I'm going to make the stupid face. Yeah. I'm going to make the face it's, every single time. It's things sure like enough, things else. like that aren't minimal. They aren't even like 2x. They're they're seriously it's 30x yeah. type returns yeah. for for selling out in that re regard. And so right. like there are things that I won't sell out on even for a 30x gain because you realize you're setting yourself up for disaster exactly, or like yeah. or a lifestyle you don't want. Right. But those certain things I'm just like, "Oh, yeah, I'll give me the views, give me the people." Hell like, yeah. Give me the eyeballs. Right. And then, like, I'll, and then I'll figure out what I want to do with it. And then once I'm, you know, and then the idea, once I'm big enough, I won't need to do this anymore. It's like, <laughs> maybe, maybe not. So that's that's actually a good question that I don't think we've touched on yet is, um, is this now your, is, is it now your hope to like make this a full-time gig? I mean, you're already kind of doing it full-time, but is this yeah. your kind of like for the next five, 10 plus years, what you want to be doing? Yeah. In, in a full... This, I want this to be the seed of what I do for the next 10, 15, 20, 25 years. I don't gotcha. think it's it's going to be 20 years of just making 60-second shorts, but I think that can be the seed for, oh, now I can make longer stuff. Oh, now I can hire on a team. Oh, now I can travel internationally because, you know, I have the ideas for projects that are like, you know, like I was waiting. I was making one-off videos yeah. for the last six months. Because I had an idea in my mind saying, I want to do a 26-episode series called the ABCs of Italian Food. Mm -hmm. And it's going to go through the alphabet and just do A is for Matriciana, B is for oh, Bolognese, C is for Carbonara, D that's is for dope. Doppio Ravioli. Yeah. Um, exactly. It's just like easy concept. Someone slides in on F and they go, well, I got five other episodes to watch. I got to yeah. catch up. And then I'm going to yeah. stay on until Z. Exactly. And then after that, I can go and do ABCs of Chinese food because... I lived in China. I'm very familiar with the cuisine. Yeah. So like I had these series in mind and I had this in mind five months ago, but I was like, I don't want to start it yet. I want to start it once I have an audience. Sure. I want to start it once I know how to make videos. Yep. I want to start it once I know what virality is so yeah. I can make those viral in and of themselves. Right. And so I held off on the idea till I was ready. I have ideas for bigger shows, yeah. travel shows, full YouTube series, full yeah. series like in another country where you're going to France and doing a full three months of French or like, I really want to do a Mexico series yeah. and like really go and explore different regions, you know, kind of like Stanley Tucci's searching for Italy, but which is like a CNN boomer show. Sure. Be like, how can I make that a YouTube show? Right. Going to Mexico, going gotcha. to China. Going do you think you, do you think your, your long-term plans for all of that? That sounds amazing by the way. And I'm sure you'll get there, but do you think your long-term plans for that involve staying on social media and YouTube or do you, do you have any dream, like any hopes of like somehow getting acquired by like, like doing a Netflix deal or something like that, or maybe a bit of both? I'm fine with whatever makes it happen. But if I was putting money on a horse right now, I would say, I think YouTube will outpace Netflix and legacy media very soon. And especially wow. by the, by the time that I'm ready to make these shows, yeah, I think there will be regular infrastructures of people making those shows and releasing them on YouTube. Oh, wow. I think, I think just from working in the film industry and yeah. seeing the, the waste um, of those channels, you can make an equal quality show 
that sees way more eyeballs. Yeah. A Mr. Beast video sees more eyeballs than the Super Bowl, than a cricket match, than all those, than the World Cup. It's like yeah. he's getting those kinds of eyeballs every month, every week. Like that's attention. That's content. That's quality. It's like the the CGI that he has in his videos clearly is nothing close to a Marvel movie. Sure. But in my mind, I'm like, you're now providing if you stack all the movies he makes budget oh, yeah. up to a Marvel movie. It doesn't even it's compare. just like yeah, and so I think as just a viable business, those small businesses, the small channels, the YouTube channels, which Mr. Beast is a small channel compared to Marvel. Sure. It's like he that's kind of the future of what's gonna be food shows. Like it was Food Network, then it was Netflix. I think right. it's going to go to YouTube and be like, oh, this is a food travel show. It's a Josh Weissman that's production. That's a fascinating Binging with Babish Culinary Universe, you know? Um, I also wanted to ask you really quick, have there been any big fails behind the scenes when you've uh, been producing content in the kitchen? Because I know it's... I mean, like recipe fails for sure. I guess, is, is there any like one video in particular that is notorious, like that will always be infamous so far? Oh, that. I've been making a, an American paella video for literally three months, <laughs> and it you just can't can't stick the landing on it. Yeah, I mean, like I don't have a recipe. I'm right. Proud it's a work in of. progress. Yeah, it's just like paella's tough. Yeah, that's the whole thing about it. Is it really? Is it <laughs> yeah. pretty tough? Because it's yeah. There's a lot of ways to make it decent. Yeah. But like I set up for myself to make the recipe, and this is for a longer form YouTube video. Right. This is part of the Lazy Susan Fusion series. This right. is american paella so i have a great idea in my mind it's like oh, i'm gonna do like a louisiana style paella oh, nice. so it's gonna be like jambalaya paella almost yeah jambalaya but if you cook it jambalaya jambalaya but if you cook <laughs> it like paella you get the socarat you get the caramelized bottom nice. you use the different bomba rice it's like there are certain elements that make paella paella sure that are just so hard to do as a home cook hmm in small portions that's the big paella uh, screw up is like you go to a restaurant in spain they have a big massive, paella thing yeah. or like you order paella at a restaurant they cooked it in a giant paella which is pan in spanish right they cooked 20 portions they're scooping you out some yeah like so i tried i'm trying to make this recipe where it's like this is a two serving paella like yeah you and your friend or you and leftovers done boxed up hey that was a nice dinner we're not eating paella for a week now or right. we don't have to have a giant party exactly. you don't need a specialty pan sure and so i'm just you know learning from my own ignorance that like those elements are elements of what makes paella paella yeah and so kind of hijacking the recipe in that sense is really tough and so it's just not it's just not coming along and that recipe just may never see the light of day because i'm just working on other things in the meantime i do feel like that um i feel like the nature of what you do is is almost like helping it that's a good thing in a way because it's like you're never going to put out a recipe until you feel completely 100% satisfied with it yeah whereas like you were saying about like those really lazy creators that just here's me filming some random dish that I'm not going to provide any information on where it could be I'm sure a lot of the times it's like, this tastes terrible or it came out awful, but they have no accountability because they're not providing a recipe yeah. for people to follow and go and to follow up with them later and go, dude, this sucked. Yeah. You know, but, but you are 100% liable for any success or failure that any of your viewers have when oh. trying your, your like following your instructions. Let me tell you, I, that's a lot. This is a fail. 
I made jalapeno popper corn shrimp. Okay, this sounds like a story <laughs> I want to hear. Yeah. So I made jalapeno popper corn shrimp, which was popcorn shrimp, but the shrimp inside of a jalapeno, like a jalapeno popper. Yeah. And then that whole thing battered, uh, breaded, and deep fried. So it looked like a popcorn shrimp, but it was a jalapeno layered jalapeno popper style. So this What could was, go wrong? Yeah. yeah. So this was part of the mixture. So... I have, you know, I have the idea and no one's ever cooked it before. So I have to kind of make the recipe. I have to work on the cook times. I have yeah. to deal with it. So I'm doing all that. And I didn't temp the, like temp spike the shrimp as I was like, like check the temperature. Yeah. As it. I was yeah. cooking it, I was just like, listen, if, <laughs> if it cooks in this much time on a regular recipe, it should cook in this much time. This is how heat works. This is how it should go. I have this temp spike. I could attempt it. I know how temperatures and work. And so I, I did it and it was like, it was a decent recipe. Like it tasted good and it might've just been bad shrimp, uh-huh. but I was so sick for like two days oh, after no. that. I was just like, I can't publish this recipe because okay. it made me sick. So it right. could have been the shrimp. Right. It could have been the jalapenos. It could have been anything else oh, in the recipe. Man. I thought you were going to say you posted the video and like a million people got sick. Oh, no. That... <laughs> for sure that's where <laughs> it was going. There like, is this. No. no, I'm... All right. I do watch some videos and I know that's horrible. <laughs> yeah? I just I just know. I'm like, I'm like that's... One, that's not going to work. Two, like that's slightly dangerous the way that you're handling the meat. Right. Or just three, I know that's not that doesn't taste good even if it works and creates it that way i know it's not gonna taste good so having my understanding about food i can watch a few videos and just like why are you making a recipe that's not gonna taste good yeah and then and then every time they take a bite and they go like this is the best of course this is the greatest thing i've ever and i'm just like there's no way it's the greatest they're like they're like this is so much better than regular ice cream i was like no it's not it's It's just not (laughs) they're all lying dude i was like it's amazing that you made ice cream out of that Right. But it's not better than ice cream. I've never you don't seen, have to say it's better than ice I've cream. I've never Find seen a food video online where they take a bite after they're they they're done lovingly making it and and they go, oh Jesus, this is awful. Yeah, I've never seen it. So are we just expected to believe that every single result has been amazing? I think there are, there are no people way. who their their whole and this is a different like there are different niches of like what you're able to show and what you're not. And to some yeah. degree, I'm, I'm jealous of the people who they've created a niche where they're like, I'm a home cook figuring it out. Yes. Cause if that's your brand, there's transparency you can there. show your, there's transparency. You can be like, you know, intimate, you can show your mistakes. You can like mess up. It's yeah. like, unfortunately slash unfortunately I've chosen to like brand myself as like, Hey, this is just how you do something the right way. Yeah. So if I mess it up four times, right. I'm not going to show you the mess up, not because I'm ashamed of it, sure, but because you don't. I'll tell you why I did it right, and I'll say do this or this will happen. Yeah. But I don't but like unless it works for the story. I won't like show. That's them not the, why they come. I won't to you. show the mistake. They yeah, don't and come some, to you for the mistake. Yeah, they come for, for, exactly. For knowledge. Yeah. yeah, and so the knowledge comes from mistakes. I'm not going to deny that those mistakes exist. I'm for not sure. going to like, and I say it in a voiceover, or sometimes I'll show it if I recorded it. Right. But oftentimes I'll make a recipe off camera to yeah. make sure it works and then go great i learned a lot i'll make it now on camera because i don't want to film it twice yeah just so i can show the mistake and be like oh i have that one footage of the mistake a so, gag reel would be pretty cool for me though i would i would dig it yeah they're maybe for april Fool's they're in there like I've, <laughs> they're in there i think a lot of like cursing i think i like i like burnt 
half my finger off oh, with some shit. sugar doing the creme brulee stuff. Oh, really? Because I tried to like, it was like all melted sugar and I was like, oh, it doesn't look good. And I go to like wipe it and it just sticks to your finger. <laughs> oh, God. And so it just burnt no. off like my whole fingerprint. Oh, shit. Like villain style. And I was just like, I was just like, oh, God. It's like, so like the audio, <laughs> was it on camera? the audio on the camera, like it's on camera, the dude. only shot is a finger coming in and there's just the <laughs> audio of some dude like cussing his brain out. <laughs> That would be a good just like story, like just an IG story, you know, just like a, a 10 second like. Ah, yeah, those are ah. I, I save those. I save those <laughs> for really IG funny. and do and do stories with mis- mistakes or like, you know, I did like a photo of like a totally burnt pan. Yeah. It's just like, you know, because it's important. People make mistakes like it, it, it doesn't all look good. Everything's not perfect. Right. Like like stuff flies out of the pan as you're like flipping it to make it look cool. It's like, yeah, all that stuff happens. But there's an element to what I try to do where I'm like, will people learn from the mistakes or will they learn if I tell them this is the right thing to do or that mistake could happen? Like, do you need to see it? So I, I always totally. just weigh those two against one another, but I'm envious of the channels that have been built on people saying I'm figuring it out and making mistakes. Cause I'm like, Oh, that must be so relaxing. <laughs> you can just make mistakes and you don't have to worry about it. Well, I, I do, I do feel like there, there are certain things that you could learn from other people. So I, I pulled up some, some videos here to just, just help you with your craft. I'm gonna add my chicken, bit. and if the bubbles start to form around it, oh, that no. means we're good to go. Now realize that you put in way too much fucking oil. Okay, okay. Remove. Oh God. <laughs> Um, what, 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 what went wrong there? Could you, could you walk us through it? You just put way too much oil in. You... <laughs> way too much, way too much fucking oil. Yeah. He and does, I'm, he I'm... does lay it right out there. Um, I love the, it's, it's the shaking hand for me when he Remove. picks up the pot. When he see, <laughs> <laughs> like he's, he's, he's Michael J. Fox in it. <laughs> Any fires, any kitchen fires from doing this job? No, I left Your my insur- fire insurance I was just cooking up? bread, not even for the channel. Or I just wanted to make a, I was going to make a grilled cheese on the channel and I yeah. just didn't have bread. Yeah. And I was like, I don't go to the store. I'll just make bread. I've got time. Yeah. So I made the bread and then I like went out and it's like, it's weird. Cause you're focused on so many other things when you're cooking, you've got the camera, you've got, right. you know, your edit in mind, you've got their lighting, yeah. voiceover, everything. And I just like forgot about the bread. The bread. And it was maybe 12 hours in there. Are you serious? Cause, Cause I had like, I went out, like I stayed the night at my, my girlfriend's house, came back and I, I woke up in the morning and I was just like, my oven's on. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and then i like told my girlfriend i was like i was like i think i left my oven on i and i i think we had this was like just halloween weekend or something we had like yeah. gone to a party and i had she had driven to my house we went out and then i drove to her house so like her car yeah. was at my house and i was like i was like i need to go to my house she's like well you're my ride to work today oh, and i was like Sorry, my, my, I was like, my oven might be on. My house might be burning. I was down. like, it might, might be, be burning or the flames. beginning of a fire. And so right. I was like, five minutes of fire makes a huge difference. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> waiting five minutes to go home. Yeah. I was like, I'll come fair. right back. So fair. I need to go turn off my oven. And she's like, are you sure you turned it off? I was like, I, or are you sure you left it on? I was like, I, I don't know. But <laughs> if I was a betting man, it's sure enough, I get home and like open up the door and you immediately smell smoke. And I was just like, and I was like, I was like, oh gosh, how bad is it? And I just go in and it was just like a block of carbon. (laughs) It was black. Yeah. It was just charcoal in my, 
oven but like the oven was on it was hot oh my god it was charred there was smoke in the apartment could you smell it like in the hallway before you got into your apartment no it it was just but the second i opened the door yeah because i have a exterior entry i'm yep. I have an exterior entry oh fancy yeah. that you got real lucky though dude yeah real lucky. oh my i was i was like i burnt my house down i was like this is just dumb my like, girlfriend in that moment my girlfriend would have been like so you're choosing the oven over me yeah <laughs> like yeah it's, it's not no it's not the like oven's that. attached to a condo and neighbors with children <laughs> <laughs> i'm choosing the complex think of the children all right this guy um let's see if this guy does any better than the last guy he does look fairly unconfident. Yeah, but see, he's wearing a chef coat. He is. Yeah, right. So what could go wrong? Oh, shit. Hey. Oh, God. Oh, this is, this is fine. Just, seeing a just common... dump some water. On, oh, no. Just dump some water on the oil fire. That must. That has to be one of the top mistakes that... Kitchen I chef. mean, we're seeing a constant thread with the fact that these are both kitchen fires coming from oil. Yeah, like I love but how terrified. How hate. just look at just how terrified he already looks. Yeah, he, he knows. looks like he he looks like he's gone through this before. <laughs> it's he's so scared. Yeah, so it's too he's much oil, so but it's also it's going to be too hot if something like that's happening. Like just the temperature of the oil is too hot. Yeah, and it's uh, damn those fries probably had a bunch of ice on them. Ooh, yeah. Because then is, ice just becomes water, and just, water just becomes boiling steam. Dude, and then the science. The science, Steam bro. and the oil, yeah. Mind no, I'm, the science. You know what? A banger video. What's that? I, I need All I need to find for it is the hook, but a banger video is going to be how to cook water. Because not as a joke. Because there are videos where it's like, oh, like, hey, I'm cooking water as a joke. What do you mean? Like boil water? The key to cooking like the the easiest way to level up your cooking is to learn how to cook water. What does that mean? I don't even know what that means. Exactly. And so I need to find a way to contextualize it within one sentence yeah. so that people know I don't know what that means, but know I want to know what that means. But it's a real thing. So the idea is water, this is going to be super nerdy. Cut this out. So if we need a cut point. <laughs> no, it definitely will not. If we need a cut point, this is a good cut point. Um, water can only become 212 degrees and then it becomes steam at, oh. at sea level, you know? Yeah. So that's as hot as it gets. Yeah. So when people are like a rolling boil, rolling boils are 212 degrees. Right. A single bubble in the pot is 212 degrees. Yeah. The only difference is the rate of transfer from liquid to gas. The temperature huh. is the same. So that's why you'll see like, you know, you can boil something at whatever temperature and it's just gonna like stay or like a stew or like a simmer like instapots change the time because with pressure as you can like you know in elevation the boiling point of water goes down okay so you have to cook your pasta for longer for example right but with instapots they add pressure to the system which makes the boiling point of water go up which makes it cook hotter which makes things cook faster that's why instapots cook faster right it's because the pressure changes the boiling temperature of water right so if you learn that about water, you can then just look at something like a steak and say, how do I want this steak cooked? A steak is, I believe it's almost like even, it's over 60%, but I think it's like 90% even like water. Damn. It's like you're cooking the water right. out of the steak or you're cooking the steak with water. Sure. And so by understanding the 
water content of the food that you cook that's normally what you're actually cooking interesting the food is just the host of the water right. and you're actually cooking the water out of a steak or cooking huh. the water out of your vegetables or cooking the water within i mean a microwave the only thing a microwave does is vibrate water right so that's literally the only interaction and you can cook with a microwave yeah so it's like in order to cook anything most dishes you're actually only interacting with heat water. with water and by interacting with the water or the lack of water right you're browning your steak if you just put a that's steak in water you'll cook it it's just going to be gray we but could if, just clip this part of the podcast and you could just upload that that like. i need to find because but like that is gonna that's blow people's minds it's gonna help it's gonna help people so much yeah. because you just go like why can't my steak brown it's right. like you could just make a video that's like here's how to make a perfect steak yeah it's like that can be a video but i'm just like to actually help home cooks right. it'll like change your brain and you're like oh i keep burning my onions yeah. it's like if you're a new home cook and you're just like oh i don't want to burn it put it in water Right. Just put a small layer of water in your pan and that's just going to make it 212 degrees. Damn. That's why like, that's why the pumpkin recipe worked first try. Yeah. I knew pumpkins have a boatload of water in them. So I was like, you know, I was thinking, oh, do I need a water bath for the cheesecake? I was like, no, it's covered in water. It's wrapped in a pumpkin. I was like, that's just going to steam the entire thing the whole time it's cooking because pumpkins are so much water. Yeah. So by knowing water is what you're interacting with in most of these recipes, and then understanding the water content of the food you're cooking. Right. That opens up so much for home cooks. And just know water doesn't get hotter than 212 degrees. Right. Cap it. I would highly suggest you get on that video before this episode goes live. Because I don't want anyone stealing that from you. Another food content. No, if they can find a hook that works. Because it's the nerdier the concept, like the better that hook has to be. You have yeah. to drop a pot of stock right. for people to be like, I'm going to sit and listen to how to make a <laughs> yeah, stock exactly. for 60 seconds. Yeah. It's like, you've got to yeah. find the hook. Yeah. And so I'm, I've been thinking about that one for months being like, how can I damn hook it? You'll get there. You'll yeah, get I know there. I will. I'm... But you know, if you ever run into a burning situation, <laughs> uh, this person's got a, a great method. Um, you know, this is just a little, little fire here, but she's, 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 she's blowing on it. Another oil fire. She's just using her breath to, uh, to blow out the flames. What's going on with the the ceiling? <laughs> it's um, that just adds to the flavor of the meat. I'm sure. See, who's but I just I just who's love holding this camera? What is the? It's, it's a daughter holding the camera and the mom cooking. Cut the camera. Right. <laughs> but I mean, she's just so she's just so convinced that the, that the mom's blowing uh, will, will extinguish the flames. Yeah, that's which is literally fighter, the worst thing you can do. Fight get. or flight, freeze is that? That's a freeze situation. At least she didn't do the water dumping. Right. What What oh I love gosh. is that. What I love is that. Like, even as the flames go on and it's just massive, she just doesn't. She doesn't <laughs> intensify in her panic. Like the last guy was just all over. He was screaming, and this lady is just like, no, just. It's yeah. fine. She was she was still like tossing the pan as if it was like <laughs> yeah as if that, as if aerating it is gonna help yeah as if she was like basting it like oh this is just a flambe <laughs> oh and for some reason um for some reason I just I really am in the mood for pizza after watching this video oh no oh. <laughs> Yeah, from bad to worse. <laughs> what the fuck? 
don't just stop. <laughs> that's that's how you burn down the house. Um, I'm sure you've probably already right. seen this very viral clip, but I just think it's worth re-showing. I had no idea it'd be so hard trying to cut the avocado. Those avocados. Oh just yeah. In the middle, and then and the sure the one with the woman with the knife them. cover. Oh yeah. Like See, it shocks me that there are people out in the world that that are that inexperienced with just food. In I general. got asked to be on a cooking competition show yeah i'm still in the running i would say yes but it was funny that while talking to them i was like yeah i really don't think i'm good enough to be on a cooking show like that's, i probably that's probably like not it's not like my show it would be a, it would be the competition one sure but i was just like yeah i really don't think i was like i don't want to be the butt of the joke like mm. i don't want to be and then like and then you watch that and you're like yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Well, like, is it like a worst cooks in America type show? Or no, is it's, it like... So, so then I, I watched the show to then see like what are the levels. Yeah. And I was kind of like, yeah, I'm middle of the pack. Okay. Like, yeah. I was you like, gotta, there, there are people where I'm just like, okay, yeah, they don't know how to cut something like with a knife correctly. Oh, like dude. I can I can outpace them in that sense. But I was like, then there are people who are Michelin, like, oh, I was the line cook at a Michelin star restaurant and they're doing these you know, balsamic reduction sauces. And I was just like, right. You know, I can conceptualize that, but I don't know if I could think of it in whatever it is, 45 minutes, however much they have. Sure. But I knowing like, okay, I'll be middle of the road. So I'm not going to be fully embarrassed. Right. And then seeing how the show also cuts people and interacts. It's like, it's a super respectful show for the audience. So I was like, that's cool. So I came back and was like, yes, I would do it. But that was definitely my first thought was, I was just like, you get on that show, you do something stupid one thing stupid yeah right your like, reputation's just yeah in the gutter that's any reality tv you're at the whim of the editor right so you say one mean exactly. thing they make exactly. it sound like that's the only thing you yeah, said yeah yeah that's true and they didn't cut in your apology it's like right. in a cooking show it's like you cut through one avocado seed <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's the only footage they use and it's like she might have gone on and won the competition but because that's the part that got clipped yeah. and got and went viral Nobody else sees the other ninety percent no, of it. No, she's the she's, avocado. She's the avocado. <laughs> she's for avocado. sure. He's <laughs> like, dude, social media is scary, bro. Yeah, so I would know, like, you know, I would probably mess something up, but it would be like watching the show. They were nice to their guests. They made people seem better than even they were. So you're still in talks with them as to whether or not it's going to happen. Yeah, I would like to. That's cool. NDA. NDA, baby. Um, I wanted to wind things down with some casual conversation about different food quirks. One of the things that I like to talk about on the show with yeah. random people are just like different quirks and like <clears throat> idiosyncrasies that we have. And I think food's obviously a, a hot topic for this episode. So one of the food quirks that came across me very recently, I was at the, the grocery store with my girlfriend. Yeah. What is a food quirk? So here's, here's, there's many examples of food quirks. Sure. Um, but this one is we were at the grocery store and we were getting bananas, like a, a couple bananas, like a bunch. Mm -hmm. And she put it in a bag and I was like, you bag your bananas. She's like, yeah, yeah. Every time. And I was like, why? It's already like, it's in nature's bag. Yeah. You know? So in my the question store to you, or at home or she left it in the bag at home at store. No, no, no. Like once you get home, she took it out of yeah. the bag. But at the grocery store, do you put like, let's say you get a bunch of bananas, like two, three, four bananas. Do you put them in the bag or do you just throw them in the cart? I, Maybe I, this is a girl and I go thing. all the way to putting straight 
fruits and veggies on the conveyor. Oh yeah. And okay. even when I do it, I'm like, this is gross, but I'm like, I'm not going to wash it. I'm not eating the skin of the onion. Yeah. Right. I was like, I don't exactly. even need to bag an onion. Exactly. I was like, even if I have two, it's like, I don't need to bag <laughs> yeah. two onions just to be like, Oh, now I can hold it in a plastic bag. It's yes. like part of it may be environmental, but it's yeah. also maybe laziness. It's also just like, I don't, care i was like yeah right. it's in a bag exactly the yeah. skin is the bag yeah i mean i'm not going to eat the skin for yeah. most things um it, and even if it's an apple like I'll, if it's especially if it's like a single apple i'll just throw it on the conveyor belt because i'm, I'm gonna, gonna wash, wash it. it i'm going to wash it all right thank you for the confirmation it's already bias touched, i was looking for it's already touched boxes yeah. and growers and movers exactly. and dirt yeah. and right i was like she said she's like well the bananas feel weird because it feels like someone's legs are sticking out i was like what do you mean? There's trauma there. The, I was like, yeah, who hurt you? That's yeah. my next question. She's, that's, that's, save it for the therapist's office. <laughs> Couples counseling. Um, what about the this? banana represent? What about this? I'm glad we agree on that. Sequential eating versus eating everything in proportion. So, you know, if, you, if you've got like a plate of three different things on your plate, yeah. do you eat it all at once? Like, like a little bit of this, a little bit of that in a single bite? Or do you eat... All the green beans first, then all the potatoes, and then all the meat. Um, wild card. Yeah? I'm like, when I, what I feel, mm. I'll do that day. Yeah. But it's basically whatever I want to bite of next, I'll take. And it right. might be one thing. It might be two mixed together. It might be like all three. Sure. So I'm not against yeah. mixing or anything. Yeah. But I will say I had a neighbor growing up who was super weird. Yeah? Like very strange. He was way older than me too. Like, okay. But I just remember he would like like meticulously go one at a time through the plate yeah even to Some like people the, are obsessed even to the that. detriment of the meal like it would just right. be like that's not going to be good right. yeah. <laughs> not only is it not meant to do that way but like you're just eating the gravy and <laughs> yeah. then you're eating the mashed potatoes <laughs> oh wow it was just like yeah but that's he was insane. like psychotic about it because he was that's like OCD. he was like yeah he was like a total weirdo it might have been ocd but sure. when i was a kid i just saw it as like that guy's weird yeah like no he just shit. had his mashed potatoes and then he just ate his gravy and it was just like he just all separated it. And so it's I remembered at that point being like, glass. I will never be like that. And so I actively, <laughs> I, never be like that. I actively started mixing my food to be like, I don't <laughs> want to be like the weirdo. But now if I'm like, if I just want to be like, I'm all, I'm, I'm all in for this these green beans. Sure. I'll just keep eating them and be like, okay, green beans are done. I'm of the exact same mentality. However, there are certain things when it comes to food separation that I will not allow. Mm -hmm. For okay. example, I can't mix something super sweet like, okay, like, like, let's say I got a breakfast plate, like maple syrup on my pancakes. The maple syrup cannot touch my eggs or bacon. Oh, I'm a monster. Grosses me that. out. Really? Yeah. You are. <laughs> I'll do like. Barbaric. If we have like, if I'm at like a restaurant or no. a golden corral that does like even like desserts and dinner. Oh, you do it in public. I'll just be like, oh, I'll just have like, or like on set. We always like, you go through the line. Yeah. I'll be like, oh, like I'll have some like lasagna and then like, you know, some steamed veggies and then like take a bite of my cookie. And then go back and have well, the veggies. Well, that's a little different. And then take a bite of my cookie. I mean, but I'm also... Like, I'll, I'll alternate. Oh, I'm fine with mixing, though, too. But if, like, as far as, like, something bleeding into something else on my plate, if it's mega sweet and mega, like, a meat, for example. If there's, like, some syrup that's slipping into my bacon or slipping into my steak, I... No, dude. Oh. No, or even in my salad. Yeah. Like, a salad is very savory. If I've got, like, some... Like, you know, sometimes, like, you get a side of fruit. Sometimes the fruit juice will, like, go towards your salad... I can't. I'm like, no, I don't need. I can't. I can't. It's interesting. Are thing. you a picky eater? I'm not. I'm like the least picky eater ever. I but wonder it's just if it's a combination. Yeah, but I wonder if it's a one or the other because I'm a super picky eater. Are you really? But I, was I ask don't you that. care. If the thing, if I like it, 
I don't care if you mix them together. Whoa. So syrup and eggs, whatever. Damn. I used to do, I cooked a dish in when I was living in France. Yeah. I just loved it and it felt like wrong. And I, like, I've literally only told two people now in you're the about world to about it. Or I've only told people. one person. Okay. Three more. <laughs> now you're about to tell the five other people All that watch this three podcast. three viewers. <laughs> um, I cooked this thing. I, would, I called it honey steak. Okay. And it was just a steak doused in honey. Just huh. cooked. But like cooked in the honey. Because I just had like one night I had honey and I had steak and I was like, I'm going to cook it. And I was like, I was like, oh, this is really huh. good. I loved it. How was I would, that? I good? liked it. I would be guaranteed. I still need to cook it for my girlfriend. She's the only other person I mentioned it to. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, we have to do it sometime. And I was like, I have no promises that it's good. So in France, they have the markets where you get just about everything. Like, yeah. You know, vegetable market. I had like an egg guy. I had a milk sure. guy. I had a cheese guy. Right. Um, and so I had a honey guy. So I was like big into adding honey to things Gotcha. because I had this raw honey source and You're each honey was a different flavor. So I was like, a, I was a honey connoisseur at the time. Yeah. And so I was just like eating honey with everything. And right. then I had like a steak and I was like, why, why not? I wonder if this would taste good. Okay. And I remembered really liking it. And then, but being like, this isn't so good that I would go to school and be like, you got to try it. Sure. I was just like, this is just weird. Yeah. But I'm into it. <laughs> and so I kept making it for myself and never made it for anyone else. Right. Never talked about it to anyone else. Yeah. And then I just told my girlfriend about it as like a, hey, this will be a funny thing. Yeah. And so we, well, we've yet to make the recipe. But like I'm fine if things mix. But there's so many things that if there's like if there's a pickle on my plate, yeah. I'm not eating anything on the plate. Really? Because I just don't eat pickles. I just really? hate them. Oh, Disgusting. Pickles are my fave. I love pickles so much. Yeah. Olives? You have bad taste. You good with olives? Disgusting. Really? Revolting. I feel like olives are so like common in like Italian food too. Can't even. Love, I know, but. I love you, Italian food. Yeah, but you can't even like Whoa. pick an olive off of something and then have oh, me eat it. I'll just be like. I'm fine with them. I don't like the. Uh, oh my God. I don't like the button kind of mushrooms. You really and are picky. And I don't like mushrooms if they're not like at some point charred. You're way oh, I'm pickier than picky. I thought you were. I'm super picky. You're way. What What do you think is like the the one food item that you're like that is the most mainstream that you're not about? Any cold sandwich. <laughs> really? Yeah. A cold sandwich. Just don't. Even if it's like it's toasted bread, just don't like, like okay, them slightly. If there's if it's slightly if it's like toasted bread like and like I can put down a cold sandwich, but that's something where I'm just like I'd rather not eat. But a hot sandwich, you're fine with Pretty like fine. a Reuben or something like that. Yeah. Damn. But I like but like I don't eat mustard. I don't eat ketchup mustard i do i do hot dogs naked you're an anti-vinegar guy i'm not like, a huge fan of what, vinegar? like chips well like, i mean like like, like, like chips mustard vinegar? mustard and, and and ketchup are kind of vinegary so no it's, like, it's is it a vinegar the, thing that you know that's that way you i think like it's them? ketchup's just really bottom five flavors for me <laughs> sure, in general sure, sure. i'm not sure what it is about it it's just yeah. so revolting yeah mustard like it's not about the spiciness it's just like if there's like the slightest hint of mustard on something i like can huh. taste it and I just like hate it. It's not like a it's not like a conceptual thing. Like with right. all of my picky foods, I've tried to right. like it. Or I've been like, oh, let me try a really nice mustard. But like I don't drink anything carbonated or bubbly. Yeah. I just hate it. Yeah. Just like makes me sick. But really? I'll be like, but like I like went to Germany, I was in Munich, and people were like, You gotta try the beer. This is the best beer in the world. Yeah. I so I had like the best beers in the world. Yeah. T sipped it and was just like, Nope. No way. Do not like it. And I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm guessing I'm just going to go off on a limb and say that your girlfriend is not picky at all. No, she's super picky. Oh, okay. Then oh, no, 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 sorry. She's not picky. Okay. That's what I was yeah. going to say. Cause it's always one, it's always one person relationship. Yeah. Rarely ever is like both people are picky. It's like one person like will eat yeah, anything. Then and then your other pickiness person... would have to line up, <laughs> but, but both of us are very like, we're omnivorous. I'm yeah. pretty like, yeah, like when, good. when someone like as a 
food content creator, people are always like, oh, you, I would love to come over. You make dinner sometime. Ha ha ha. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, I would love cool. to. I love cooking for people. So I'll often offer that. Yeah. And then if someone comes back at me with, okay, cool. I just don't eat gluten. X, Y, Z. Yeah. <laughs> or I just don't eat this meat. or I just don't eat. Yeah. Like meat I can work with. Sure. But when it's just like, oh, I just have a preference thing. Yeah. Oh, I like this. Right. I'm like, so now you're ordering exactly yeah i was yeah, like yeah. and i'm just like i'm just like nope sorry i've got 13 restrictions that yeah I i'm just like by. no like i will i My love bad. cooking for people that's why i got into it yeah but if you're now ordering a dinner <laughs> for me to make for you it's like you've very much misunderstood what favors are you're like bro look if you're as picky as i am yeah i ain't making shit for you but the good thing is when you're a picky eater you just gotta know how to not eat because <laughs> I just go through my just, life. I just go through I don't my life know what all that the time. Means. That's not in my vocabulary. Yeah, I know. Someone's if it's just like not good food, then I'll just go like, yeah, I just won't eat. And I'm not gonna complain. I'm not gonna be like, oh my gosh, there's nothing I like here. <laughs> I'm just like, nah, I just won't eat. I'm it's, the opposite. If there's something I don't like, I'm like, I'm gonna eat it still. Um, <laughs> well, eating time. <laughs> all right. What about this? Um, this is a, a this is the most common question ever, but I wanted to get a chef's take on it. Pineapple on pizza. It's fine. Really? I think it's. Uh, after the okay. conversation we just had, I, th- I figured that there would be something you, in there that you'd be like, I don't like this. I don't like that. I hate pineapple. I hate fucking cheese. No, no, but no. You- I think it's really weird. I don't like it as a flavor. Okay. But as far as like rules, in my mind, it's like I, I use carbonara as like the example mm. because it's the irony is like so deep in mm. carbonara. One, the earliest written record of carbonara is like from like the 1950s yeah so it's like oh wow yeah exactly this dish is like there are people older than this dish and there people act like it's this like cardinal traditional recipe yeah the modern recipe of carbonara is like less than 30 years old wow like the recipe from the 50s had bacon in it it had cream in it it had gruyere like swiss cheese in it like it had parsley in it it's like that was a very different recipe that only was created because people had to be innovative with their ingredients because it was just in the wake of World War II. And so mm. there are stories of it was made with the breakfast rations of American soldiers, right. be it bacon and powdered, these and powdered eggs. Or by so like, there's that story, yeah. which I like to believe because I do think it's poetic and makes sense for the American influence because it actually blew up as a dish in America before then going back to Italy. Yeah. Um, so like that's super interesting to me, but ultimately the dish only exists whatever the story you believe is carbonara only exists because somebody got creative with weird ingredients and did something that everyone at that time the traditionalists were like this is heresy this is insane this is bs burning with the stick yeah. like so so many things that have become traditional backbones of certain cuisines and like modern poster child children yeah. for italian cuisine or al pastor tacos for mexican cuisine or you know even certain American dishes and barbecue and things like that, you can just trace back to someone doing something wrong. Yeah. And being right. like, what? Vinegar hot, vinegar barbecue? That's so bad. And being right. like, no, it's just now a new branch of barbecue. Yeah. I feel like a lot of culture, it just stems from taboo at one point. Yeah. You know, if you go back far enough, everything was taboo. And, and I think we're just in the stage where pineapple on pizza is taboo. Sure. And we're also in the stage where like people like amplifying viewpoints online and being yeah. like oh no this is a no ha ha that's the joke yeah um it's it's kind of a as you said it's the everything question but i'm just culinarily wise i'm like very anti no this is how you have to do it right but i am 
in the same breath, very pro, like give it a new name. Sure. Like don't call it carbonara. Right. If you're using bacon, call it carbonacon. Yeah. Like sure. make a new name. Right. Because that is what then has, has it be made into a new dish. There's no but rules like, here. But man, carbonara with bacon is awesome. Hell yeah. <laughs> Heavy cream, delicious. <laughs> For sure. Like. So as someone who doesn't necessarily need to follow the rules when it comes to food. Let's say you and I order like a pizza from Domino's. We mm-hmm. bust it out and I start eating it with a knife and fork. Your thoughts? This N- Naples style. Is that what they do in <laughs> Naples? They do is in that Naples. what they do over there? Yeah. Really? It's all, it's all Just that part? Knife. Just in Naples? That part of Italy? Yeah, because Neapolitan pizza is a lot softer crust. Like if you held it up, it would mm-hmm. droop. Ah. Well, it's like so New they're York all, uh, style almost. Yeah, it's wetter even than New York. Oh, wow. But it's, uh, but yeah, that's their style. But with but you wouldn't mind if so someone pulls out a fork with just like say you're European. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually fancier than I mean you. if you did chopsticks I would make fun of you. <laughs> but I would allow it. But I you don't even make, know how that would work. Yeah. Um, I'd have to I'd have to cut it up first with the That's why I would knife. make fun of you. I'd just be like, This is you're being foolish right <laughs> you're now. You're being racist right <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, I just anti chopstick. Yeah. All right, fair, fair. No, fair. Dude, I use chopsticks for uh, buffalo wings. Ooh, to like mix them? No, to or eat just buffalo to eat wings. Huh. You're just bu- picking up a wing with your two fingers, getting them all saucy, and then touching yeah. chopsticks. Done. Really? But then how do you get the, the meat that's around where, the part where the chopsticks are holding? You, no, know? you flip it. You just flip. I guess. How, do you, how do you get the meat that's on the part where your fingers are holding it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess you flip it. Yeah, I guess you'd have to articulate it. It's, just, it's the exact same as this. I'll have to try that sometime. That's what, I mean, chopsticks were about For grabbing. you, is it because you don't like getting your hands messy? Yeah. Okay. They're saucy. That's interesting as a chef that you're like, no, the hands, um, them, and yeah. they're saucy my hands. It's weird. <laughs> it's so weird. I don't like, like... I don't like like making meatballs. Like everyone's always like, "Oh, it feels so good." I'm like, "It feels Dude. so gross." You're shoving your hands in Dude, meat. Dude, I'm the same exact way. Like if I eat a burger and like anything that just like starts stripping down my my hand, I have to like drop the burger. You know, like like Michael Jackson <laughs> dropping the baby. I'm like, oh, and then I gotta like clean it up. Like I can't stand things on my hand. But I'm not a chef. I don't cook really. Um, but that's interesting that as a chef, you're just like, nah, my hands need to be pristine and. Like, yeah, I like wearing the glove. I wear the gloves for the videos because you have to like touch the camera a lot and course, do focus yeah. and things That's, like that makes sense but i also have come to like like it because it's just like it's just good to like you know rip it off and you're done yeah but i do like like i like like in the pan using my hand right and like flipping a sandwich or something it's like right. i do like have like the heat resistance sure. at this point to where it's like i do like just like touching and poking yeah i've gotten but, better like i used to not really like going to like those um those pot boil like the crab boiling crab type places where you just like yeah. you crack open all the crab or whatever and you just get like it's like up to your elbows in just yeah. like fucking grease and and in and, and garlic sauce but now i'm like oh, i'm okay but when i'm cooking and stuff I, I just don't like stuff on my hands or eating don't like stuff on my hands it's fair no. try the buffalo wings on chopsticks i will do that i will give that a shot what about this last one sharing food how are you with sharing food are you kind of like a stingy eater are you cool with people taking stuff off your plate family style I feel like there's different contexts. Yeah. Do I know this person who's taking the food? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's say let's I'm say at it's a restaurant, a some guy walks by. <laughs> yeah, no. I think we'd all agree on that. No, I'm more pro than anything. I mean, I think it's from living in China. Yeah. I also just recognize it's like, it's most restaurants are better 
if you're trying three or four different dishes. Yes. So even if I'm going out like double dating yep. and it's like a Western style restaurant, right. like we just did brunch the other day. Yeah. And like, I was so glad that my girlfriend was really good friends with the other girl yeah. who was with us. And they were like, Hey, we kind of like share things. Yeah. Me and Trig do like, uh, me and my girlfriend, we always share. Yeah. And so she was like, we always share things. Do you guys want to like, and they were like, yes, we'd love it. Nice. And so we got to get like, like I got to go to this restaurant yeah. and get, pancakes french toast exactly waffles and two so did omelets. everybody else that was yeah. with you yeah and it's like rather than just being like well santa fe, santa fe omelet <laughs> yeah, down right. the hatch yeah exactly like i really just wish i note. had could try the pancakes or yeah. like then you ask oh can i try the pancakes then you had like right this big of an omelet and like one bite of pancake it's like you didn't really hear the song have, you just heard the verse you yeah, know like, get a balanced breakfast get a balanced yeah. lunch balanced dinner for sure i love trying more than uh hoarding right your meal so i'm pretty not protective about it it's funny how you uh brought up like you know the fact that you used to live in china and stuff and how that that factors in because i remember when i was in taiwan earlier this year we were with a bunch i was for a tech event and there was a bunch of other tech creators that we were eating dinner with and it was family style they brought out all the plates and it was like on a lazy susan and so oh, we were all just like yeah. me and my girlfriend who's also chinese or she's half taiwanese and, and half japanese we were just picking at everything like with our own chopsticks yeah. and everybody else was like, we need a serving spoon. Like we can't use our personal chopsticks. And for us, it was like, no, like both of our cultures were just like, cause I'm half Asian. We're just like, we're just so used to just using it. It's like, yeah. no, it's fine. But I do think that they'll like for, spoon onto their small plate. Yeah, and they'll be like, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm just going to eat from this now. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I was like, dude, it's chopstick. It's fine. We're just like, we know each other. We're not complete strangers. And it's like, it's also not, a spoon like a communal spoon that we're using it'd be it'd be a different thing if like someone was using their personal spoon to scoop things up and then they're just like putting it in their mouth and like doing one of those but it's like it's chopsticks you know chopsticks don't really you're not like getting as much slobber on chopsticks no, as you are in a fork there's you know but you're also not like digging through but like yeah, yeah i think there's just, there's questionable there's questionable health reasons to not do it but i yeah, do think culturally though have you ever been to a Asian restaurant with some like a blend or with some like Westerner just people. Yeah. Who will <laughs> order just like Kung Pao chicken and just that pound a meal. plate of Kung Pao chicken. Oh, and they'll, oh, just like, the single plate or like yeah. what we'll do is cause I've gone before where it's like, you know, I'm I'll tell people, I'll be like, Hey, this is a family style restaurant. Yeah. So like, like, but like, let's talk about what kind of dishes we want. Sure. And so I'll be like, hey, the eggplant's really good. Yeah. We should get a chicken and a fish. Right. And then like someone, we'll let's, just eat let's call plate. them Brian yeah, or yeah. whatever. <laughs> a Chad, yeah. A Chad. Chad's better because I don't even know a Chad. But like Chad goes like, oh, like we should get the sweet and sour ribs. Yeah. And I'm like, great idea, Chad. We'll get the yeah. ribs too. Like yeah. we don't have any pork yet. So yeah. like that's a great ad. So we'll do that. Like we get all the things to the table and then Chad just like, takes the ribs and is like, I ordered the ribs. <laughs> Not like defensively, but just like, I just, don't, that's just culture. They don't know how to like share food. And so right. the idea is like, I right. suggested the ribs. Yeah. So I'm now responsible for it. And it's like, you can suggest it yeah. and not even touch it because sure. it's just part of the meal. It's, yeah, exactly. It's everyone's. what you like to eat. But it's funny that like I went once with like it was me and like six other yeah. just fully American people. And yeah. so like we kind of went around and like everyone talked about it. And like they truly just like took the dish each <laughs> and it was just like dude this guy's eating a plate of yep. sweet and sour ribs this guy's <laughs> yeah, eating a plate of kung pao chicken dude. this person is just eating a mound yeah. of spicy eggplant i was yeah. like those are the worst dinners imaginable <laughs> she's like it becomes so bad after yep. three bites but that's just that's 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 culture shock yeah. you know they it's couldn't break how, it it's the difference in in how we just how we function i guess 
Um, that's really funny, man. But before the SD cards run out, I think we're going to close it up. Dude, thank you so much. Where sure. can people find you? TrigTube across any platform. TrigTube. So Trig2G's tube. On the on the IG, on the TikTok, on the YouTube. Anywhere else? Uh, nope. Those are the big three. All right. Go follow TrigTube. Thanks for being on, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Later, guys. Happy to be here. Bye-bye. Bye.